Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons the San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnick. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Hump day. Hump day. You got back just in time, Minix. Dude, I could not miss Hump day. Perfect day to come back. Absolutely. I don't even know what day it is. It's Guess hump what day. day it is. What hump day is day? it? <laughs> What day is it, Pledge? Let's do it one more time. Let's go with some feeling. Guess what day it is. Hope day. Hope day. <laughs> Best day of the week. <laughs> How's everybody? Everybody's good. Here we go on this Wemby Wednesday. I'm glad I could go Wimby to Vegas. Yama! I'm glad I could go to Vegas for a couple of days and... Uh, Come back and the Spurs didn't win while I was gone. Well, did you expect them to? No. <laughs> no. And I won't tell you if I uh, won any money on the Spurs not well, winning. Let me tell you something. The last three games, I will give the Spurs credit. They covered the spread <laughs> in each of the last three games. You know, I was talking to a guy at Circa the other day. Uh-huh. And he kind of said the same thing. Yeah. That, that the Spurs are getting to the point where... They're a tough bet because they're making progress to where they're now covering spreads, which the spreads are so big it's it's hard not to. Right, I, I thought right. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, yeah, I could not I could not uh, miss a a Wednesday. Well, for I, your hump days. Well, I'm, and, I'm, and of course I'm glad you're back for that. You need to be. It's it's very difficult to uh, to not be back for that. But uh, it, look, dude, I, I would love to give you all the credit in the world. Minix, you're out, you were not the star of the show in Vegas. I was not. Your wife was the Ab- star of the show. Absolutely. You it were was, nothing more than a spectator. It was all about my wife, this trip. She's been working and planning on this and training for this uh, rock and roll marathon for about a year. And And I'll be honest, when she first set it out as a goal, I thought, well, this is a bad idea. <laughs> not that, not her running the marathon uh-huh, uh-huh. or half marathon, but in Las Vegas, yeah, at night because it's a night race, which I think is cool. It is. It was. It, it is a very cool experience, and I'm glad it was her and not me, because <laughs> you know how we are, and so you get to Vegas and you're drinking on the plane out there, and you're you know like the idea of it's a rule. It is. It is. It, so. 
We get there on Saturday, and uh, some good friends of mine that, that I've known forever, uh, Carlos and Lisa, my buddy that uh, lives in Kansas City, Mel, uh, shipmate from the USS Seattle, they were out there. My daughter went out there. I mean, it was, you know, all encouraging mom. And, you know, but Saturday, you know, we're, we're out, we're doing, Joanna's like, all right, well, we went and saw Carrot Top, <laughs> which is worthy. It's a hell of a show. That's good. Carrot Top hates the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> he's got a part in his bit where he's like, oh, the Super Bowl is here. You know, everybody thought the Cowboys were going to be here, and he's a prop comedian. He grabs a football helmet, a Cowboys helmet that has a tissue box in it, and he pulls a tissue out. And like always, the Cowboys make it cry at the end. I mean, it was I can't get away from it. <laughs> Damn Carrot Top. Carrot Top giving you hell. And uh, I actually did well at the uh, Luxor Casino after the show, so I was happy about that. Nice. And then John was like, all right, well, I'm going to bed. Oh, uh, what? What? I got to run tomorrow. All right. So yeah, me and the, you me, don't have to run until nighttime. Well, I mean, she's had to rest. And there, there lots of things that go into marathon training that unless you do it, you don't really know. Like, when do you eat? Because when you eat and when do you and and you know there's you don't want you don't need to do that in the middle of a race so you know there there's I don't know rules to this that she's been following in training so he went to bed me and the kid we stayed out gambling till three thirty in the morning it was that was nice yeah and then Saturday uh, Sunday you know Joanna went well I got, I got to rest up I got you know so me and the kid went to the punk rock museum uh-huh. which was awesome yeah <laughs> Joanna would not have enjoyed that so it was great um. And then we're getting ready for the race. We're all we're, we're meeting at at one thirty, and the race starts at four thirty. And we're doing all the pre race stuff, and we get there, and she's in her starting line area, in her corral. There's fourteen thousand people running. Hey, that's this incredible. Thing. I saw that. And so we get over by one of the bridges at New York, New York, thinking, all right, well, this is as close as we're going to get to be able to see her take off. Uh huh. Right. Well, the race starts at four thirty. Well, here comes people, and and then the, here's another corral of people. And you know, I texted Joanne. I'm like, "Where are you?" They're like, "I haven't even moved yet." She didn't actually start till five ten. Really? You know the way they they stagger the the yeah. starts. So we see her take off and run, and we're like, "Well, now what the hell do we do? We got three hours." <laughs> so we went to dinner, started drinking, having a good time, and then I get a text. I'm at mile eleven. Oh crap! We wow. got to go because now we got to work our way to the finish line. Yeah, to see her there when when she finishes, which we did, and she finished in three hours and six minutes, which beat her goal of three hours ten minutes, which her goal was to beat my time when I ran the half marathon in two thousand eleven. Eric and I did it back then. We did it in three hours and ten minutes. So Joanna's goal was to beat our time, which she did, and and then the the party was on. Nice, uh, except for. You know, we were partying for a while, but, you know, my wife just ran a marathon. She was, again, ready to go to bed. She didn't have some coconut milk and, and you know, party on. You uh, pour uh, a little vodka in there, uh, rum or something. A lot, lot of beer. A lot of, lot of, well, a lot of beer and then a lot of vodka Red Bulls. And, all um, right, all right. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then Monday, Monday was her her Vegas day. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which was a lot of fun. Now, you, I, I bragged on you while you were gone. You got her a nice massage, didn't you, on Monday? Well, we canceled that. Oh, you did? <laughs> we canceled that. Why'd you do that? Well, I had I had a, had a spa booked for her, yeah. uh, uh, you know, all this uh, great stuff. And I was telling that to uh, April Lancera, who 
has really been a big help to us through the training process. April ran the half marathon with me back in 2011 and giving Joanne advice on all this. And so I was like, all right, I've booked a massage. I've done this. What else do I do? And she was like, cancel the massage. I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, because she won't want anybody to touch her. Oh, wow. I, I mean, she'll okay. be so sore. Right. She's not going to enjoy it. That's a bad idea. All right. The all intent right. is good, but that's a bad idea. Wow. Okay. So I canceled the massage. All right. Then I got in trouble for canceling the massage. Yeah, well, she wanted the massage. Well, she thought she did, but she was like, yeah, you're right. I probably, uh, although Tuesday, she was more sore than she was on, on Monday. So now she has scheduled a massage for, I don't know, whenever she did later in the week, wherever, somewhere here. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, now you're obligated to. Oh, yeah. Oh, she know there's one yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's taking so full advantage you gotta, of it. You got to do that. But look, you can't just go to a regular ball. You got to send her out to La Cantera or something. And I'm talking about the uh, the Marriott out there. Because you were going to give her a high-dollar massage at a nice resort in Las Vegas. You can't just send her to a Massage Envy now. Well, what's it's wrong with that? No, nothing, but yeah, it's got to be I mean, It's got to be swanky. It's got to be out at, okay, at, at, at the Robert Marriott. place? I mean, I mean yes. <laughs> you know? Dude, now don't be cheap. You were going to pony up in Vegas, so now pony up in San now, Antonio. Now, now, for the record, after the race, we're, we're uh, eating dinner sort of at in the sports book at Bellagio. Uh-huh. There's nothing going on. It's late at night, but there's tables and... You know, she finished the race. She was hungry. We had all eaten. It was food's good yeah, in there. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So we go to the sports book. They've got great food there. And um, the lady that walks around that that you know just ladies that that just do massages in the casino. Yeah, she did do one of those. Oh, that was forty bucks. Okay. Well, does that, does that not count? The last of the big spender. Th- th- no. Does that does that, that not count? That does not count. It should count. It doesn't count. The thought counts. No, the thought doesn't unless it, <laughs> it's attached to a credit card. Then the thought counts. And I don't, dude, no. I'm not going to let you get away with this. You can't do that. Well, I booked it with the right intentions. You did. And I'll blame April Ann Sierra for telling me to cancel it. I have a feeling if we were to ask April Ann Sierra right now, she would agree with me. What? That you need to, it needs to be at a high dollar place with all the ambiance and the, the robe and the nice shoes and the music playing and the waterfalls and, and all of that good stuff, just like it would be in Vegas. Huh? Yeah. April would agree with me. I, 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 I would bet the ranch. So maybe not when I had it planned, but do it another time. Maybe I yes. should just go back to Vegas and we'll do it. Well, that could, you I could mean, do Mark that. Madness is right around the corner. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that if Joanna wants to wait that long. I mean. Or you could do two. I mean, you know, why not? I thought we were friends. <laughs> we are. <laughs> but, you know, for anybody, and, and, and I, you know, you talk about April and Sarah and what she does. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, but to, to run a, a half marathon, a marathon, or whatever the heck. Dude, I admire that because, first of all, I, it's just not something that interests me. That's number one. Number two, I can't do it. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I'd want to train for it. So there's that. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for folks that do that stuff. It is, uh, it is pretty incredible. And when you're around it, uh, like uh, a rock and roll marathon, when they do it here in San Antonio or seeing it out in Las Vegas, it does inspire you to want to. Although I've done a half marathon. Uh-huh. I never want to do that again. I like 5Ks. 
I've tried a 10K and I haven't recovered from my last 10. That's when I when I when I hurt my foot and calf and stuff. And I haven't been able to do anything really of distance since. But it is is cool being in that kind of environment. I did a, I did a 5K, but it, it or it may have been a 3K. I thought you did a Tough Mudder, which well, is yeah, like it was an 8K. Well, yeah, kind of like that. No, it wasn't an 8K. This was a Tough Mudder Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what you call it, but it's not a Tough Mudder. It's it's a couple of levels down. But, yeah, you had to do Just all the same stuff, course. right? You yeah. had to do the burpees and climbing the rope and run over fire. Carrying this, I didn't run over any fire, but oh. carrying this rock thing up a hill and yeah, you know, it was, and, and we trained yeah. for that. Bill Taylor and I, and we we did it. It was uh, a made-for-TV event for yeah. us. Uh, so you did it for work. <laughs> yes, a lot of things we'll do for work. Of course, yeah. <coughs> Some are more fun than others. Some are definitely. <coughs> Excuse me. Glad to be back in this allergy-filled <laughs> studio. <sighs> yeah, no, it's a great weekend though. Proud of my wife for uh, setting yes. a goal and accomplishing the goal. I'm um, proud of her too. Um, I told her so this morning when I saw her. She, uh, I'm proud of her. Yeah, yep. She, uh, I guess, is going to order a bumper sticker now. It says 13.1. Good. She should do it. I need the she, one that says 0. 0.0. Is it going to have a little Las Vegas symbol on it? I don't know. I'm sure I, you can I get one. Of those. I mean, you know, the problem is like at the expo uh, where you go pick up your packet and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Uh huh. You can buy all your crap there ahead of time. So she got the I Finish sweatshirt before the race. All right. So well, if she would have bailed on it, she could have still well, she was had the swag at, at that, that point. point. Yeah, you got to earn your sweatshirt. You have to. She's not a quitter. No. No. That's she's not. She set a goal. She accomplished it. No, that's cool. Is awesome. we're, we're proud of her. Yep. That was it was a good it was a good trip that was all about Joanna. Good. Except for the massage part. <laughs> Because you're going to take care of that because we're going to make sure that you do. Are we? Oh, yeah. Are we, huh? Uh -huh. We are, huh? Uh -huh. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Pledge, why are you holding up two fingers? Because Joe said two massages. Oh, two massages. That's right. Wait a minute. I agreed to one. (laughs) Well, Joe said two. You got to do the one here and then the one. And then one in Vegas again. Because you can't can't skimp on, on, you know, holding that experience, keeping that away from her. I mean that's so, an experience all to itself, and so you gotta you gotta fulfill that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And something about oh, getting a massage. Great idea, Jim. It is. It is a it's great idea. Something about getting a massage in Vegas. It's like nothing else. Uh, absolutely. Well, I think maybe we, you know, you know, you should set one up for Maggie. I'll set up one for Joanna, and they can go have a. Uh, a girls' weekend or whatever Saturday morning while we go play golf and that's and fine then, and, then, and then do that in Vegas too. Sure, why not? You know, I'm I'm in. So you're in for two massages too, huh? Of course. Yeah. Then he's gonna say, "I never agreed to that." <laughs> uh, it's on tape now, is uh-huh. it not? It's like a beer bag. Yeah, yeah. It's on tape. Exactly. I got that. Call that, the JW and get that too. set up. And Vince reminded me. We saw it yesterday. You see, Emmett Smith's got a steakhouse in Vegas now. He does. He does. Just opened yesterday. Huh. And Vince already has reservations, according to YouTube. How about that? We talked about it yesterday, and it it, it just kind of popped up on my notifications, and I'm like, wow, who knew? Huh. Well, apparently Vince. Uh, apparently. I, I did not. Well, I think Vince should thank me for letting him know about that. I, I expect a full review when Vince <laughs> gets back from Las Vegas. Very nice. Absolutely. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Maybe you're like Vince watching on at YouTube 
Make sure you subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. If you're there watching, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. Again, make sure you subscribe. I got an email. Make sure you <laughs> yes. subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tell Maybe your you're friends. listening online at ESPNSA.com. You can use the share button as well. We appreciate yes, all of it. Yes, of course. The uh, Spurs had a stellar rodeo road trip. <laughs> One more win than Ryan Eagle thought they would get, but it didn't come last night. They got their ass kicked yet again. We'll talk about it coming up here on the Blitz. 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Tonight at 7, it's the Aggies in South Carolina on your home for March Madness. 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. Glad to have you along on this Wemby Wednesday. You can always participate in the show. At Joe Reinagle 210. At Jason Minnick on Twitter. Dial up 210-656-ESPN. 656-3776. So I leave for a couple of days. Joe spent some time on the morning cuddle doing anything but. (laughs) <laughs> Went off on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh-huh. They made a video out of it, and people lose their mind. And all you did was say the truth and talk about stuff that we've talked about here on the Blitz for a long time. This season has been disgusting. This season has been disappointing. Horribly. I mean, it was just, and I'll be honest with you, it was so early in the morning, I'm not really sure exactly what I said. So I had it to was go back and, a and read it again. Angle. It, it, well, actually, that might have been three cups in. And, and at that time of the morning, they don't even work. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> it's, it's that wasn't really a jittery Joe? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But um, look, it's true. And people can lose their minds if they want to. But the fact that they've won 11 games this season with uh, what everybody considers a generational talent, and the Spurs, quite frankly, just have not – to me, they've let him down this year. Now, he's improved, and if you want to say, well, that's what it was all about, okay, fine, you can argue that. But they've let him down. Pop said at the beginning of the year, I've got it in writing, so there's no dispute, because there were newspapers that did reports on what Pop said back then. We have the audio. We do. And, uh, you know, it, this year was about wins wasn't about just winning 11 games. I don't recall him ever saying that. So, yes, it's been a disgusting year. And last night is a perfect example of everybody's going to look at that. And it reminded me a lot of the Dallas-Green Bay game. Spurs were 18 points down going into the fourth quarter. And, they, you know, the final score looks respectable. Yep. But it wasn't. It was an ass-kicking the entire night on the part of the Minnesota Timberwolves without one of their best players. The best part for me last night is I got to see and listen to Bill Land. It's been a while. Yeah. And knowing the battle that he's going through, I was glad to see him on the call and trying to figure out why he was, you know, like, that's the trip? You're going to Minnesota. Sean Elliott's there? Then during the broadcast, his daughter was going to school there, so that's why he's going to uh, Minnesota because, you know, he spent some time with his kiddo. Um because I was surprised to see both of those guys and, and happy to see both of them. Not happy with what I was watching as they end up going 1-8 and eight on the road trip. Got their ass kicked by Minnesota. The game was not close. It was, it, was, it was never close. Now, I know there are two Spurs camps this year. And I think ultimately, we all think the same how we express the frustration of this season is different because you've got your one camp, which is the camp I'm in, 
I'm effing pissed because uh-huh. this is not what I expected. No. I am fully aware that it's a young team, fully aware that Wemby is a rookie. I'm fully, uh, but I expected more this year than 11 damn wins. So I express it differently. Then you have the camp that says, well, they're a young team. What did you expect? They'll be good in a couple years. They'll be back winning titles. You got to be patient. No. <laughs> well, ultimately, we both know we're not winning this year, but our frustration is there. Um, now, whether Pop should still be the coach of this team, well, that's a whole different debate, right? We didn't start that we haven't won in a long time clock over when we got Wemby. No. It, we it's haven't. still there. And again, Pop laid uh, the expectation in training camp when he said this year is about winning. And so when I saw your video, and everybody reacting like it was the first time they, they, <laughs> they, they I, 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 I don't understand except for you're numb to losing and just completely buying into the, the Spurs coffee of it's going to be fine. Give us time. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not about that, and I'm, I'm, and I won't apologize for it. It's not about being patient and trusting the process. No, because I look at this team, the way it's constructed right now, and finally, finally, the last two games, I'm seeing a Greg Popovich that I actually recognize. He benches Keldon Johnson in the game before this one. Yeah. And then yesterday, actually benches Wimby at the end of the second quarter. Well, and, and Jeremy Sohan, by the way, and, both of those guys. And Sohan hasn't played well since he won a trophy at the All-Star not game. Not at all. He's been, he's been awful. Wimby gets benched. What the hell is the point of benching these guys now? That's what I don't understand. I mean, you know, early in the season, when you're trying to get them to learn from their mistakes, you know, the puppy pee is on the floor and you rub your nose in it. Where, where was that in November or December? It wasn't. Um, they got a treat for peeing on the rug. Now you're doing it? It makes no sense. Wemby, though, afterwards? Well, I mean... We're all held accountable. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're being held accountable for you know, our, our mistakes, and this is the only way to to get better. And uh, we have to, you know, we have to make those mistakes to get better. But it's, uh, I mean, the quicker the better. Yeah, the quicker the better. But why, why now? It's 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 February twenty eighth. It's almost March. If you're, yeah, it getting, is almost March. If you're getting benched, if you listen to what Wemby said. That would have been beautiful in December. I, I, would you save that soundbite pledge for eternity? Because when Wimby says we need to be held accountable, you know, maybe we need to play that more often, and Pop and everybody else needs to hear that. Because for some reason, Pop has had an epiphany, and now he's starting to hold guys accountable. And, and I, I hear your point. It's like, why now? What's the point of it now? Well, at least... I recognize this head coach. I recognize this guy. I didn't recognize the other guy that started in October up through this point. It's it's almost as if they've hit a cycle where, all right, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. All right, I'm going back to my old ways. Uh, I want some nasty. Or out of pop. The frustration is there. Uh, he was cold on his walk to dinner before the game. I don't know. something. But, uh, uh, again, there, there's there been times this year where it's just hard to read where Pop is at. You know, Pop postgame, what was the entire postgame? 29 entire seconds with no questions? Well, you, you can't win games when you 
give up 30 points off turnovers. That's the bottom line. And every time we've done that this year, we've gotten our butts kicked. So that happened again tonight. You know, everything else is pretty irrelevant. Last game, we gave up 34 points off turnover. So that's the deal. I mean, he sounds disgusted, and I'm happy to hear it. But I wish it would have started a little bit earlier in the season. But at least we're getting the vintage Greg Popovich that everybody's used to now. And that disgusting tone, that disgusted with the player's tone. I'm here for it. So I want more of it. What I'm what I'm hearing from Greg Popovich, because we know this team lacks sharpshooters. Yes. And so if they're running plays properly and taking the right shot or close to the right shot, if they're getting back on defense and they lose, Pop's happy. But when they turn the ball over with careless mistakes, when when they're not running the right plays and that leads to turnovers or they're lackadaisical, mm-hmm. that's what Pop can't handle is, is what what it sounds like. That's when Pop gets gets really pissed. And there's been a lot of that post-All-Star break. Um, at the same time, we're at the point of the year, even though this year wasn't about tanking, it was about winning. That's what we were told at the beginning of the year. This year, we're about winning. It was. Now, you're at the point where every win is bad for the team because you're at a race for the bottom to be one of the worst three teams so that you get the maximum amount of lottery balls. I mean, you've got to reset your goals and act accordingly, don't you? Well, I mean, I don't think they have any choice. I'll be totally honest with you. I mean, do they? They they went out, and, and we were giving them credit for moral victories against Sacramento, against the L.A. They Lakers. They played well. They played well, I, sure, but they still lost. Sure. So, But that's good. I, that's Play well I, and lose. But that's the point. I don't think that they can determine whether they're going to win or lose the rest of the season. It's not up to them. They just they, they they stink. I mean, it's just the way it is. They're not playing well. And you know, I'm getting Brian Bartles over here, and I guess he's trying to make the point is you gotta, you know, you gotta trust the process, the youngest team in the league. Well, Oklahoma City, as pledges just put up here on the board, is what point uh, three points older than the Spurs. The Oklahoma City Thunder had a ton of draft picks, but they went out and made a trade. Yeah. And they got a guy that's the best player on their team now. Yeah. And and so I'd like to see something like that. Trey Young. Well, perhaps or somebody. That's why I'm looking forward to the to the upcoming offseason to see how aggressive this team is going to be. And if they're not aggressive, quite frankly, it's really going to piss me off. This team has got to be aggressive this offseason. They they really do. And and Brian Wright, most he wouldn't recognize him if you were standing in line at HEB next to him. But that guy's got to figure some stuff out. He's got the title. He's got the title. I, and, and look, there was a time I wanted Spider Mitchell. There was a time, you know, not right now it's Trey. Give me somebody. Something. Get, 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 I, I mean, put some legit players around Wemby, who, as bad as last night was, made some plays. You know, he made a play last night blocking a dude like, remember in junior high and you'd play basketball at the gym with the varsity guys that were all way taller than you? Well, everybody's always been way taller than me, but, you know, and they just block you from behind the whole. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did that in an NBA game last night. Yeah. I don't even, I didn't know that was possible at the NBA level. He can make guys look silly. Give them some help. Well, I, look, I give some, and I know the play you're talking about, but let's face it. Seven foot four versus five foot nine. 
Okay, I mean that's that's quite the mismatch. Not to mention it, the fact the it's play still NBA. I know, but the play was the guy went up and got his own rebound, tried to go back up, and that's when Wimby just put a roof over him. So I, I mean, you I get what you're with talking a four about. Four-year-old on a nerd basketball court in the bedroom, <laughs> not in a, an NBA game. Well, that's exactly right. But I mean, it, it, it was. Um, Funny. An un- unfair advantage for Wimby. Oh, it's not Grimpen fair. Yama! It's not. It was an unfair advantage for Wimby. Well, it was. Give him some help. I, I look. I'm. I'm with you. I'm on that bandwagon. I just. This season to me is just completely lost. And w- you know, we were talking about this yesterday. What What do you do now with with Wimby? Do you shut him down after he's played 65 games and and just put him in bubble wrap? I don't. I mean, I I don't think so either. But uh, they're not doing anything this year, and I don't think a lot of these guys he's playing with now are going to be around next year. So what is the point other than to get him some reps and to keep him playing? And I think that's what he needs. And, well, and that's the most important thing right now. More NBA action. Yeah. See everybody. No doubt. See everybody as much as you can. It is the Blitz here on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. There was a, an interesting rumor that really isn't going anywhere. But it is fun to talk about in the ever-changing world of college football. And we could get a third signing day. We'll talk some college football coming up here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hi, it's Jason Minix. You're listening to the Home of the Cowboys, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is The Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Our spring golf classic coming up on March 25th, so less than a month away. You can get signed up at sasportstar.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you can use that fancy QR code right there on your screen. Does benefit the Will Smith Foundation brought to you by Flight by Yingling. It's going to be a great time March 25th out at the Golf Club of Texas. Make sure you get signed up. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you're not, go there. Subscribe to the San Antonio Sports Star YouTube channel. By the way, Jason, we got an update yesterday. You weren't here, but we only have 11 teams left. Woo! 11. That's it. Now, that was yesterday. I don't know where that stands today, but if you're thinking about getting in, you need to get in. Get in. Definitely want to get in. Um, oh, definitely. Uh don't wait till the last minute. I mean, no, don't the, do that. this thing always sells out. I, I did see uh, some emails going back and forth and details coming up the the after party, you know, because we're going yeah. to Golf Club of Texas. So complete opposite ta- side of town. So our after party is going to be uh, at a place apparently 10 minutes from the golf. Club. Nice. Nice. I, I saw emails. So, so uh, instead of saying, <laughs> I want to make sure that everything is done. Yes. I, I think it is. Yes, yes, yes. But the proper way to say the place and all that kind of stuff. I think we've been there. We we show prepped one time out there. I think so. When we were uh, doing a broadcast at uh, Texas Chair Liquor. Yeah. And, you know, okay. so we always meet somewhere. Uh-huh. And I, I think that was either uh, before show prep or maybe with drinks with AD after. One, one of the oh, two. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. know what you're talking yeah. about. All right. That'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be cool. But I got to check. I got you. Uh, I got you. But, but yeah, so Golf Club of Texas, then the after party, always, always a great time. Always a good time. Always a great time. Sasportstar.com. Get yourself signed up. Uh, a little bit later in the show, do we have a specific time for this, or is it at, at my discretion? In the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to give away Hosier tickets coming to the Frost Bank Center. Take me to church. Take me, yeah. You knew that. Of course. 
Why wouldn't I know that? Because Pledge must have told you yesterday. No. Did you give some away yesterday? And Monday as well. Oh. So Pledge well, told so you. What we did. Pledge didn't say a word. It didn't say a word, huh? No. Not a word. Well, maybe a phrase. Take me to church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I actually know that song. No, I didn't know it was Hosier that yeah. sang it, but. Would you call it Hoosier? Uh, it looks more like Hoosier. Hosier. 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 <laughs> Hoser. Hoser. I did have to ask him how you say it. Hosier. September 24th. Yeah. That's going to be a big show. Um, Allison Russell. Who is she? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know either? No idea. The only famous Allison I know is Krauss. Okay. And unless she got married to some dude with the last name of Russell, it's Could a different be. person. But isn't Allison Krauss country? She is. Yeah, so why would she play with Hozier? You know, I, I sometimes they mix the bills to fill a stadium. Oh, yeah? Like I saw Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa one oh, time. Wow. Up in Austin. Wow. Two very different crowds. Yeah. So, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. But yeah. Allison Russell will be opening. Very special guest, it says. I don't know anything about Allison Russell. I don't either. If you do, let us know. Please do. I know uh, my cup of tea, I'm going to see Disturbed tomorrow night up in Austin. Oh, yeah? At the Moody Center. Nice. Yes. All right. That'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. They're playing with falling in reverse. They are, but I get off work at six. Oh, you're going to miss that part? I uh, Well, because uh, there's three bands. It says show starts at 630, which I doubt. But doors are like at four. So maybe. But I by the time I get off work at six and drive to Austin, I figure I'll, I'll 730, 8 o'clock before I walk into the arena. Right? Yeah, but Disturbed won't play till what, 10? Uh, probably nine. Yeah. Nine, nine thirty. Allison Russell, by the way, is a four time Grammy winner. Well, whoopee. How about that? <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, it doesn't say what. Wh- what did she win Grammys for? Brand of music she plays here. Um, songs? <laughs> I, I don't know. Dude, you're in her Wikipedia page. It should say her genre right there. No, I wasn't in her Wikipedia page, actually. Oh, really? Was, uh, you weren't in her Wikipedia? No, there was a CBS News uh, article there that I, I oh. jumped on. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's weird. I, I mean, Pledge just pulled up on our screen here even photos of her, and she doesn't even look familiar. No, so I'm I, sure I don't. I'm sure she's fantastic. She's probably one of those. Pop. Which, which is why I like to go see opening bands. Because a lot of times those opening bands have a song or two that you've heard. True. But yeah. You don't know their entire catalog or you don't know who they are. She's probably that way. I mean, when you're on a big tour like that and you're an opener, you're generally a, a pretty good up and comer. You know, you open, you open, you open, and then eventually you're, you're headlining. Or, yeah, somebody's opening for you. You know, or. I mean, you, you think about, like, Pat Green, who's playing Floors Country Store on Saturday night. You know, Pat, four or five years in a row, was on the number one country tour as the opener, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a pretty damn good living. Yeah, man. Yes. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. It's pop, by the way. That's what she sings. Pop. Pop. That's her genre. Literally, Pledge just said that four minutes ago. Oh, he did. Well, he, I just saw it. <laughs> he really did. Because it says so right over there. It really it says it right there. Genre. Yeah. Pop. 
Uh, I mean, I'm glad you're paying attention. She's from Montreal, Canada, too. Did you say that? She's Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me what it's all about. Vince Trevino <sighs> says Allison Krauss is bluegrass. Well, yeah, we know that. But this is Allison Russell. It's a different Allison. Yeah. She's into pop, Vince. Well, she's not into. She sings pop. Well, she's into it then, obviously. Oh, well, okay. I don't think she'd sing it if she didn't like it. Well, you never know. If that's how you're going to make money. I mean, somewhere, some some agent along the way says, you know, if you do this, you're going to sell a lot of records. Well, is it, you see, who is it? Uh, Beyonce? He's got the number one country hit on the charts right now? Yeah. Isn't that it, crazy? Well, and, and there's a lot of country stations that refuse to play it because it's Beyonce. Really? Yeah. Glad you're paying attention to the news. You should Google that, too. Well, I, I didn't know, but I just knew she's got the number one song mm-hmm. on the country music charts. And a lot of country stations are refusing to play it. And I haven't heard it yet, but Maggie has heard it, and she said it's good. Maggie, your wife? Yeah. Yeah. She says it's good. I'll have to it's listen to It's one of those it. songs that if you didn't know, you would not think that's Beyonce. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, you wouldn't know if it was Beyonce if you were listening to a Beyonce song. No, I, I think I would. Now, what was the name of Beyonce's group before it, before she was Beyonce? <laughs> Destiny's Child, right? Isn't that what she was in? She's been she Beyonce for a long time. Well, you know what I mean. Before she was just Beyonce. Wasn't it Destiny's Child? Wasn't she in that? Yes. So they, they sang at the, was it the Super Bowl in Houston? I believe that was it. And, yeah, uh, yeah got to see Beyonce. Yeah. And the other two <laughs> from Destiny's Child. The children. I wonder what happened to them, and I wonder if they're, like, pissed. Damn it. <laughs> they're all, um, I don't know, having lunch at Neiman Marcus while doing shopping, uh, well, I'm bitching sure, yeah. about what they don't have. I'm sure Destiny's Child, uh, the other two, are doing just fine. They're, they're all just fine. They're all just fine. College football, on the other hand, is not just fine. I don't understand what they're doing in college football. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the calendar in college football and how taxing it is for coaches. They get no break, and it's going to drive a lot of great coaches out of the college profession, either back to high school or a lesser job in the NFL just so they can have some sort of life because they're recruiting 24-7 with the portal and the two signing periods. So there's been a lot of talk about adjusting, especially the early signing period, that has to move because right now the way it is set up, that that December signing period would be the weekend of the the first playoff game. Well, that's not going to work. No. So there's been talk about, well, we got to move it earlier or get rid of it altogether and go back to one signing day. Well, I see Pete Thamel. Today tweets out, NCAA football officials are meeting in Indianapolis this week to discuss calendar change for signing day. Here's what they're proposing. (laughs) Three signing periods. Three. The last Wednesday in June, the Wednesday following the regular season, and the first Wednesday in February, which is the traditional signing day. So when I thought they might go back to one, instead they're going to add one and we'll have three. Now, see, why not just do away with the one in December? I like the one in the summertime and the one well, in February. The the one in December is very important for five-star recruits that are going to commit, graduate high school early at their semester, and they start college 
that spring semester of what would be their their last year last year of their senior year because they can play spring ball and right. play as a true freshman. I, I get all of that, but can't you do that if you commit in the summer? Unless you know, if you're not ready to commit, well, if, if, then you better get ready to commit. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it just seems like the one in December is is uh, it's just dumb. According to the uh, tweet and info that Pete Thamel put out. The three-period model may promote football scholastic recruiting model. Two signing periods would occur before the opening of the NCAA transfer portal in football, allowing institutions to prioritize high school recruiting before four-year college student-athlete recruitment. Moving the December signing period to the Wednesday following the final FBS regular season contest may allow coaching staff, current and prospective student-athletes to focus on the fall football regular season. The timing of the implementation of a three-signing period option, an updated recruiting calendar warrants consideration. Uh, June? February? And it depends on your level of football. If you're a five-star recruit and you have to work in your NIL aspects of it now, if you sign in June, you're, you're signing before the start of your senior season. So I could see where that would be advantage for some that know they've committed as juniors or sophomores, get locked up and start collecting your money. But those that have great senior seasons in the middle of it, their phones are blowing up and you got December to make your decision, right? I look at the All-American Bowl, for example, changes that the All-American Bowl, which is played every year here in San Antonio, Uh huh. this year was a rough year quarterbacks in that game because the six that played in the game probably weren't the first 10 invited but because they were going to their prospective campuses starting with next year's game which is this year's but it's in january so technically next year uh-huh. junior quarterbacks are going to be allowed to come play in this game mm. so the top juniors because the top seniors can't play in it because the college coaches say no no we're not going to risk you getting hurt you're already going to be wherever you're going to go. Well, and it makes perfect sense. But instead of changing all the signing days, you know, let, let's fix college football and what's happening. Maybe no transfer portal there. Uh, or, or, or or make it to where if you're involved in the playoffs, you can't transfer until you're out of the playoffs. I, something has got to be – this three signing periods is just seems like it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything. I, I, the – I'm trying to figure out what it does solve. And I I do wonder if there is more emphasis on the June signing day. Does that take some of the pressure off of the December signing day? Because if you can lock up most of the stars before their senior year, but my, my fear there is a big fan of high school athletics. If, Going into my senior year, I've already committed to Texas or Texas A&M or Alabama or Ohio State, and that coach says, don't risk a knee injury. Sit this one out. Yeah. What will that do to high school football? And and that's the one thing that I don't like about the June signing period. For the superstars that have a lot of NIL money on the line, will they skip their senior year of high school football yes, because they they've already signed? Yes, and, Some of them will. And, you know, that's the, that's the like, when I first saw that, that was like, this is going to kill 
college, uh, high school football in a sense of if you've got a team, and, and I'll, I'll use the Reagan Rattlers for an example. Reagan had a great team. Calamon decided his senior year to go to IMG Academy. If he played his senior year at Reagan, I think they could have had a chance to make a run. Absolutely. I, I look at South Lake Carroll, mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers, completely skipped out his entire senior year. Uh-huh. That was a team that could have won a state championship. Absolutely. Always. And, and so are we going to have more of that? You sign in June. You're not playing your senior year for fear of injury. You go to school, and then and then in the spring, you're you're on campus. Or how many of these kids will reclassify as juniors, skip their senior year altogether, and get to college a year sooner? Well, I've got the answer to that, Minix. Let's just start paying high school players. That's coming. How about NIL for high school well, that, players, too? That's Let, coming. Why not a transfer portal? A guy's oh, no, playing, no, wait a minute. guy's Re- playing at Judson. Re- he wants to go play at Madison, but he's getting a portal and go over there. Re- recruiting in high school, and that's illegal. Well, no, you got to get him. You got to get more. Got to get an apartment on that side of town. Let's change those rules. I mean, let's pay these kids. They deserve it. I mean, then go to Cornerstone if they're going to do that. They deserve it. Let's pay them. Let them get in the transfer portal 500 times. Let's go. I mean, why not? Hey, why not open it up for Pop Warner? Little NIL for those kids, too. Ooh. Why not? I'm sure their teams are sponsored by Roto Rooter or somebody. Yeah, they can throw a little, uh, little cash their way. <laughs> Little kids flag football brought to you by Roto Rooter? My Pee Wee baseball team back in the day was sponsored by Roto Rooter. We had it right across the chest. Our baseball team was Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, well, see, there you go. I'm telling you. I mean, somebody's making a lot of money with these sponsorships. Why not divvy it out to the kids? Your sarcasm is dripping today, sir. Dude, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Fix college football so you don't have to worry about the signing day and kids skipping their senior season in high school. It's ridiculous. Fix it. And three signing periods doesn't fix it. I know. I thought they were going to fix the problem. They made it worse. Ridiculous. The NCAA. Insane. <laughs> At Joe Reinagel 210, at Jay Semenix, what do you guys think? 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. It got rowdy last night during that Texas Tech UT <laughs> game. Longhorns roll through, love it, get a big win. But, man, it was crazy. We'll talk about it next here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Guess what day it is. Joe Reinagel. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Here we go. <laughs> Three humper. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hope day. <laughs> See, you couldn't tell the difference. It's like an echo in stereo. Nice. You and that camel. What's his uh, name? Uh, Caleb. Caleb the camel. Caleb the camel. Or Charlie. Day. If you're watching on YouTube, you're uh, you're seeing the guy, and it's that might be the best looking camel of all time. Says Toe Reinagle. That's it. That dude. One hell of an actor. Should have won the Oscar for that commercial. You have no idea that he didn't. Well, he might have. I mean, you, you have no idea. He should. What's he say? He says, uh, well, he doesn't say anything. 
He never says hump day in that commercial. He makes somebody else say it. And it's hence the Mike, 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 what day is it? And Mike, they finally go, hump day? Yeah! Hump day? <laughs> I could do without the yeah. 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 <laughs> Look at that camel on the screen right now. That looks like Ryan Eagle. Uh, They're twins. <laughs> Hello, buddy. He's Caleb Yurto. You're the camel twins. <laughs> the camel toe twins? No. So, oh, no. I love that camel. Yurto, he's Caleb the oh, camel twins. Caleb toe camel. The camel twins. <laughs> See, if you're, if you're toe camel... And then you go last name first, then your camel toe with the comma in there. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, sure. Yes. Depends on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Depends on the pants. Really does. Yeah. Really does. Oh, it's hump day. It's Wednesday. Great day. It is a great day. Great day. It is a great day. Hump day. <laughs> I'm having a uh, text argument with the boss. Oh, you are. I am. Uh, okay. We've got these new promos. Uh huh. And, and I'm I'm I, I don't really feel like I just heard it for the first time, and I thought, well, that's awful, because it doesn't sound like San Antonio, right? So I text him. Now he's arguing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Let's do the headline blitz. This is Jason and Joe's headline blitz. Two guys, two opinions, never enough time. You know, the uh, NFL minds are meeting in Indianapolis at the Combine, and lots of different news coming out of the Combine. A lot of talk. You believe what you want to believe, and you got to be careful with that. But at the same time, all the the major players are at some point this week going to talk. Stephen uh-huh. Jones talked yesterday. He did. Said a lot of nothing about the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty much. But he did say something that I find interesting. I wanted this rule to change. I'm not losing sleep that it's not because most people think, well, it's it's a fair rule. We talked about it with Dean Blandino when we were out in Las Vegas, right? We um, did. The, the, the proposed rule change about the fumble through the end zone, Stephen Jones, who is on the competition committee yesterday, said it's dead. Yes, and, and I'm very happy about that. Um, I hope a uh, little RIP for the thought of trying to institute something different well and and again if you're not sure what we're talking about then you've been under a rock but if you fumble the ball through the end zone and it goes out of the end zone you know as an offensive team you lose possession it's It's a touchback yes and so it happened this year a couple different times everybody loses their mind because it's such a it's the most penalized rule in in because there's a change of possession I didn't lose my mind. Uh, well, a lot of people did. I did. Well, and, and I say lose my mind. I just think the penalty is so severe uh-huh. that is that something they need to look at because the defense does not recover the the ball. So, but they get rewarded with the ball. They do. And 
So there was talk, are they going to change that rule? There was talk, but apparently that conversation has ended. They're not going to do anything with that rule. Best thing Stephen Jones said yesterday, that that rule is uh, DOA. It's the only thing that he really said yesterday that I found remotely interesting. Well, he had uh, he had a couple of comments, especially when he called out his uh, uh, Micah Parsons. Loved it. Sort of. We'll, we'll get into that uh-huh. coming up here uh-huh. in, in a bit. If he, he didn't say Micah by name. But you know who he was talking but about. But Joe knows who he was talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. He's assuming. No, and I'm not know, assuming and, anything. And you know what happens when you assume. Well, you tell me who else called out their team, the management, the coaches. I don't recall anybody else doing that publicly other than Micah Parsons. Well, that's fair. Okay. I mean, it might be a fair assumption. I think it's a, it's a spot-on assumption. Well, of course you do. Of course. And I'm not arguing with you. Good. Because you know I'm right. I won't say that, but <laughs> I, I would agree with you on, on that one. Yes. So last night, Texas was playing Texas Tech in basketball up there in Lubbock. Rowdy game. As we know, Texas is about to leave for the SEC. So I don't want to say final time they're going to play, but final time is, is conference opponents. And Texas Tech's got a pretty good basketball team. And Texas went into Lubbock last night and just kicked their ass. They did. They literally rolled those guys. And there was a play about 10 or so minutes to go in the second half. And it wasn't a, a, a brawl, but it, got, it, got, it was getting testy. It, 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 was, it was getting testy. This is what it sounded like on ESPN with, uh, with one of the plays with Brock, uh, what was his name, Hoffman? Um, Cunningham. Cunningham. Who's Brock Hoffman? He plays for the Cowboys. There's, there's only so many Brocks out there, right? But but Cunningham could have been playing linebacker for the football team with the play that he made last night. And there's Brock again coming right at us. Oh, look out! Coming right at us. And right in front of our table, tempers flare between these two heated rivals. You know, that's what it sounded like during the actual play uh-huh. on ESPN. Right into the broadcast table. If you watch the video, the water bottles, dude, phone goes flying. I mean, there, there was a lot of stuff going on. And if you listen to the broadcast crew, first replay, uh, how it was described. Now, here they come. Watch this. This is just good basketball. What? That should be a foul and maybe a flagrant foul on Brock Cunningham. Watch the hip check right here. Ooh. They'll look at it. That should be a flagrant yeah. foul. It's at least a flagrant one on Cunningham, possibly a flagrant two. So it was a good basketball play, and in the same sentence could be a flagrant two, which is what it was, which makes it not a good basketball play. And Cunningham was kicked out of the game, uh, and then that's when the uh, water bottle started to fly out of the stands, and, and Texas Tech fans were not happy at all. They were getting their butts kicked anyway, but this was a... Oh, it was a it was a cheap shot in my mind. It was a bad call on or bad play on Cunningham's part. Both guys going for the ball, but Cunningham decided he wasn't going for the ball anymore, and he just knocked the crap out of the Tech player. Although, if he saw the highlights from the Pistons game a couple of nights ago, that looked like a pretty legal play, and maybe that's what he was thinking. That wasn't a penalty at the NBA level, although the refs did come back and say, "Yeah, we screwed that." Yeah, one up. they screwed the pooch um, on that one big time. But all the bottles and 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 fireball shots. <laughs> Which I'm guessing were snuck in. I, I love the amount of fireball that was thrown onto the floor last night. And it got to the point that the Texas Tech coach had to grab the microphone. Hey, right here, everybody listen. Everything that gets thrown on the floor, we're going to get a technical foul. Listen to me. It's got to stop. 
It's got to stop. Nothing else on the floor. Am I clear? Uh, you think they, they they listened to him? Would anything else come out on the floor? No, I, th- I think it got I think it got pretty good there. Well, I, you know, I hope so. And that was much better than uh, when our our own coach here, Greg Popovich, tried to shame the fans for booing uh, booing. Who was it? Uh, number two? Yeah, that's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Yeah, booing <laughs> is fine. Throwing water bottles is not. Yes, although, I agree with that. Although, in fairness, in Lubbock. They are used to throwing things at sporting events, usually tortillas. And I credit Mike Finger with a great timely tweet. If you're up on Lubbock culture, it made sense. When did the uh, uh, tortillas get renamed Asani? Because of all the water <laughs> bottles. That I thought, I thought it was a pretty clever tweet. And if you understand what, what the tortilla reference, it, it made you laugh out loud. If you're R.J. Ochoa, it went right over your head. <laughs> and I say that because R.J. was at the house last night and he was like, went right over his head, r- right over his head. I, Cause I started laughing. That's a great tweet. And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> he's like, Cause you know, they throw tortillas. Like, they do. It, wow. It totally lost on them. Well, tortillas are okay. They're not going to hurt anybody. I Water mean, bottles, different I, story. I, I, true. But again, if you're used to throwing things at sporting events. Sure. I, I mean, and there was one kid who had a great mullet, by the way, which is typical Lubbock. I mean, every stereotype was there. You had fireball and a mullet and a guy that had six cops carrying him out of the game. Like, he was <laughs> he was not going to just walk out of that arena. They had him by the legs, by the arms. I mean, literally carried his ass out. And the dude was loving it. You see him? He oh, had a big smile on his dude, face. Are you kidding? I mean, he's not buying a drink at a bar last yeah, night. No. That dude. And he, Hero. And he, yeah, yeah, and he, he probably got lucky. I mean, my goodness, that guy. They, they let him out. They would. They they probably took him outside, took the handcuffs off, and said, "Just Yo, behave yourself." Because if they took him to the uh, to the jail, I hope he didn't get lucky last night. If you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> either way, <laughs> no. he might have gotten lucky. <laughs> I don't think that was what his end goal was. It literally. <laughs> Glad you got the pun intended. I did without saying it. Woo! Right up your head. The end goal. <laughs> <laughs> no goalie there either, huh? Holy cow! Woo! <laughs> sure. What else are you going to do in Lubbock? I mean, for for real, you got to blow off some steam in Lubbock. Although I, I've heard uh, some people that I know that went to school there, and we all know a lot of people that went lot, to school a lot there. Of, uh, a lot of a uh, lot of nighttime activity happening in Lubbock. Again, there's yeah. not much else to do. It's no. a great, it's a great college town. Uh, absolutely, yes. it is. Yes. Although I've never been to Lubbock. What? Never have. I don't think I'm missing anything. Dude, the Buddy Holly statue. Oh, that's great. <laughs> So I go, let me drive eight hours to go look at Buddy Holly's statue. You got a couple of good bars. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I need a floater. <laughs> what? What the hell was that? Play that one again. I need a floater. Dude, we, we got into some, we, you know, we were. We were uh, what the hell ple- was ple- that? Pledge and I were holding the class on Monday. Do you remember Ramon Richards? Yeah, I'll say this very quick. You remember that guy? I think he played for Brackenridge. He played at Brackenridge, then went to Oklahoma State, played for the Rams. He was uh, the yes. Super Bowl team with the Rams in uh, in Atlanta. Yes. And well, now he does a lot of uh, 
personal training. Good kid. Well, now he's suing HEB and General Mills. He is? Because he bit into, he had a bowl of cereal, and I think it was tricks, and they bit into a screw. Oh. And it, it, it hurt. So he's, he's got a lawsuit going on. But during the lawsuit, he says, look, I read the directions, followed the directions perfectly. Now, who knew there are directions on a cereal box? So we went through all of this on Monday, and there actually are some boxes that have directions. You're kidding. No. Did we get Ramon on the phone? No, no we didn't. Why not? All right. I don't know how to get a hold of Ramon. We'll text him during the break. <laughs> um, I need a floater. So what, what? So that was the other thing. Like, they give you a choice of either pouring the cereal in the bowl first, or the milk in the bowl first, and then the cereal. Ah. Who the hell pours the milk first? Nobody. Well, I, I mean, if you read the directions, is that the proper way to do it? Well, I think it's I mean, it's optional. No, it's basically open the box. Pour the cereal. Pour cereal in a bowl, and then pour the milk on top. Uh, the directions are on our YouTube screen. Yes, now there's that's uh, special K. That's one okay. of them, but not all of them have it. So uh, apparently, Tricks does. And he read the directions, huh? That's what the lawsuit claims. Yes. Well, the, the, they say the you know the the directions say pour cereal before you add the milk. Look for any random screws. They didn't say to look for screws, no. And and that's kind of an assumption that I wouldn't think there would be a screw in there. I mean, you got to look. I, I, I mean, they, I get, they, I mean they, they might have to add that to the box. I mean, you think about every warning label you have is because somebody did something and got sued. So let's, you know, it's like, like the hot coffee from McDonald's. At, at some point, coffee's hot. And that's what they say and in now, the cups now. Now they have to tell you. This, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I guess it, it depends on the outcome of the lawsuit, perhaps. Random question. Speaking of cereal. Uh-huh. And if you guys have seen this commercial and it's been around, uh, forgive me. I saw it um, over the weekend in Las Vegas. Watch it because, you know, the, in the hotel you're getting whatever TV is. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. But apparently the cereal business is promoting cereal for dinner. I, I saw have, that. Have you seen these commercials? I have. It's to save the chickens, eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> uh, what the hell is this? Well, what, it, what what kind of campaign is this? It's, Let's have cereal for dinner? It's some rich cereal executive saying, buy more cereal to all you poor people that are having trouble making ends meet. Oh, is that what that is? That's exactly what it is. A cereal companies taking advantage. Yeah, the exploding rate of groceries and people not being able to afford them. They're saying it's fine. Just eat cereal. For right, yeah. so, so, okay, because I just randomly saw a commercial. I thought, well, that was a weird. Uh-huh. Like, like I realized, all right, we're in Las Vegas. Uh, you can't afford to go eat, man. Get a box of cereal. It's cheap. Uh, right? Is, 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 so it's a nationwide thing. Because I just saw the commercial that was in Las Vegas. So this has been a thing for a while? I, I'm looking at it right now on our YouTube uh, page. If you're there, you're seeing it as well. Give well, the well, chicken the break. Why, why are they going after the chicken market? I don't know. I mean, what about steak? What about the cows? Uh, they, they thought they could just attack chickens here? And, I, and I'm not sure. If, if, if I walked in the house tonight and Maggie said there's a box of Raisin Bran and maybe a box of Captain Crunch and said, there's dinner. Cocoa Puffs it is. No. 
Who the hell wants to do that? See, now, sometimes breakfast for dinner is fantastic. Well, if it's a decent breakfast. Bacon and egg. Well, yes. you don't find cereal a decent breakfast, you snob? In the morning, I think it's great. I, you saw me in my Captain Crunch at Super Bowl? Uh, well, you had that until you saw Tim use it as a snack. Well, I didn't see him this year, so if he did, he, he got me. I had Tim's hand all over my cereal every morning. You know damn well he licked his hand and stuck it in there just when you weren't looking. Just so he, he, he probably, knows that he did. Probably did. That's what he would do while he's driving around the 16 yeah. before. <laughs> or maybe he's on the 410 or the 35. Oh, cereal my for dinner, everybody. Try it. Just read the directions but is first. It, isn't milk expensive? Dude, I, I don't know. Uh, save the chickens. Eat cereal. I was like, well, this is random. Are chickens expensive now? Is that something that's that's pricey? Has the chicken prices oh, I mean, gone like up? Like if you're doing a beer can chicken, you get a whole chicken for like six dollars. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And yeah. that that feeds a lot of people. Yeah. Or you can make many meals out of it. Yeah. Poor chickens. Although, you know, it might save them the day on this earth. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the poor chicken. If you're having cereal for dinner, let us know. I'd like to know. We've got a poll up with just that. We do? We do on our YouTube page. Good Lord. There's all kinds of things. If you're not familiar with the YouTube page, we love however you listen. Don't get me wrong. And I know most of you are out driving around listening on your radio, and we appreciate that very much. But if you happen to go home, check out our YouTube page. It's a lot of hijinks on there. <laughs> Be stealing my lucky charms. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. No, that's, that's hell dinner. no. You right. can't steal dinner. Whoa. It's the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Tonight at 7, it's the Aggies in South Carolina. On your home for March Madness, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. Yes, we have hoser tickets. We're going to give those away before 5.30. I'm going to say probably around 5.20. 5.20. Yeah, 5.20. See some people in the comments watching on YouTube saying you've got hoser tickets to give away. Yes, you can go to church, win those tickets at 5.20. If you don't win them, you can always buy them livenation.com. For the concert coming up September 24th at the Frost Bank Center. That'd be a good show. It'd be a great show. Yeah. It's a big show coming to San Antonio. All right, well, good. Got a lot of big concerts uh-huh. coming through San Antonio, which is which is nice. Because as somebody that is a concert connoisseur, uh, a lot of times uh, they're Dallas, Houston, Austin, and no San Antonio show. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, disturbed tomorrow night in Austin. How those boys aren't playing San Antonio is beyond me. But they're not. A lot of disturbed fans in San Antonio? Yeah. It's a heavy metal town. All right. It's a rock and roll town. Okay. And go online and try to buy tickets, man. You'll be like, what? Well, I mean, it's a country town, too. It is, but we're, it's a heavy metal city. It is? It always has been. All right. Always has been. Well, that's good. You know. I've missed that, I guess. I mean, a whole bunch of shows that you hear people talking about, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Well, I mean... <laughs> Like, I went to Big and Rich on Friday. Yeah. And I talked about this, so I won't, I'll keep it short, but I thought they were country. <laughs> it was more of a rock show than when I saw Sticks. Well, that's what Gretchen, uh, what was it, Gretchen Wilson? Gretchen Wilson was great. Yeah. 
country. Yeah, big and rich. Mm. Well, they're kind of pop country. Well, they're it was more rock. I mean, it was it was fun. Everybody was, you know. Did they have on cowboy just hats? Didn't expect it. Yeah, and screaming guitars. Except the big, that's, the that's... big, big guy. Not rich, but big. He had on like a top hat. Okay. And he's big. He's a tall dude. Yeah. Yeah. And they're rich. He doesn't do much singing though. No. No, it's more rich. the rich guy. Yeah, have no well, idea. It's his last name, John Rich. Yeah. Oh, he's got a whole name. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. You learned that on I, Friday I, night. I don't know if he's <laughs> Big or Lewis or Smith or Jones. I'm Joe Big. This is John Rich. Yeah. We're Big and Rich. They were uh, they were jamming out. Did you have fun? Well, sure, it was That's fun. That's all that mattered. Uh, it just wasn't what I was expecting. Well, if you listen to music before you went to see somebody play, you might know what to expect. Well, I, I've heard some do, of their do songs. Do they play Big and Rich on country stations? They do. Then it's country. Well, but it, it wasn't Friday night. But well, it's it, but it's that pop country. Like people ask me, like I'm not a fan of pop country. Um, uh, Texas country, big fan. Yeah, rock and roll, huge fan. But a lot of the country music today, not necessarily a fan. It's too poppy. Well, it's a lot of pop, yeah. They're yeah. trying to, you know, get two different audiences. Yeah. Just stick it, with it's, one. It's called a crossover. Well. Well, you stick with one, and it, it's kind of small. It's if, not if a you, crossover. Cross that's over. a straddling of the fence. Uh, well, I mean, as long as you don't fall, you're okay. Well, they're straddling the fence. I, I mean, but they're they're bringing in a larger audience fan base. Uh, Maybe. I mean, seriously, I it, big and rich, I they were kind of like, in hibernation for a while. Were they? Yeah. Now, now, now they're on the rodeo circuit. Big and rich, the rich guy, John, he's a big conservative dude, and he's always on Fox News. Oh. Yeah, so, so he's, he's a politician now. Well, he yeah, he's got his opinions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's because he got and, his tax bill and that well. Well, he, and he, made a, he made a big uh, you know speech that lasted way too long. Oh, during the show? He did, yeah. Yeah, not a fan of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'm here to watch your music, uh-huh. not hear your political exactly views. I know right. you got a stage. Mm-hmm. Say something, keep it quick, and Boom. keep moving. Go. Fine, but it, it was fun though. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the rodeo this yeah. year. hadn't been in a long time. Although I imagine that the rodeo crowd giving a a conservative kind of speech, you're kind of singing to the audience, though. Right? Well, sure. I mean, sure. So perhaps there, there's that. There's that. So with everybody <laughs> in the combine in the NFL world, with the exception of Mike McCarthy and Mike Zimmer, they didn't go. Uh huh. But all the Scouts, the GMs, all that's theirs. We're, we're now preparing for the draft. And for the Dallas Cowboys, they really have drafted well for about the last decade. With the exception of last year. Well, the, the jury's still out on last year. I mean, generally speaking, they say give a draft class three years before you can start to grade them out. Uh-huh. Now, last year, right now, probably not looking good. Not looking good at all. Um, overshone hurt, so we have no idea yet. Mozzie Smith. Jury's still out, but they say there's still a lot of confidence They're there. They're leaning towards guilty, though, so you know, I'm saying. A schoonmaker. Uh, guilty. You know, the jury's still out. You go back, you know, where the Cowboys have really done well, and again, last year, jury is still out on Mozzie, but with the exception of Taco Charlton, their first-round picks have been home runs. Legit players in the NFL that contributed a ton to the team. Tyler Smith is uh, is has been a good pick. Yes, oh, Tyler, Micah, C.D. Lamb, uh, Leighton Vanderesh, Taco Charlton, Zeke, you know uh, Byron Jones. I, I mean Zach Martin. You go back to 2014. 
and you look at that list, and with the exception of Taco Charlton, they they've been they've all been home runs. They've also done really well in the second round, although the last couple of years, second round maybe not as much. Uh, Diggs was a second round pick. Kelvin Joseph, Sam Williams certainly needs to to uh, play learn, better and learn the rules. You know, well, <clears throat> sure, but you know. But, but play better and, and be more of an impact player for a for a second-round pick. Um, third round, for the most part, pretty good. For the most part. For the most part. Fourth round has been, for the most part, pretty good. Um, mm. Fifth round, yeah. Sixth round, yeah. Seventh round, yeah. Yeah. They actually used a pick on Ben DiNucci. For whatever reason, I always thought he was one of those undrafted guys. But they used a pick on Ben DiNucci. Interesting. I'll give him credit in the in the first round. Um, and, and they've done okay. Second round's been okay, too. Um, especially offensive line. And I think they, they do a good job with that. And I think they're going to have to go back to that well this year. But I think last year's draft, and, and you could say the jury's still out, but Three of their four of their six picks, I mean, to me right now, have just been a, a they're terrible. You you draft Mozzie Smith, you're not waiting three years for this guy to develop. He's got to come in and play. I mean, he has to. Look, Tyler Smith didn't take him three years. He came right in and was a it was a big factor right away. You draft a guy with your first round pick, you're not drafting him to wait three years for him to develop. Now maybe Mozzie gets better. You know, Stephen Jones seems to think he will. He's still got confidence in him. But, I mean, he drafted him number one. You expected him to, to participate. My, my general feeling is a first-round pick needs to be an immediate impact player. Absolutely. And Mozzie Smith failed at that. He did. That doesn't mean in three years he won't develop into the guy that they expected him to it, turn into. He could. And, and, I could, and, and I'll uh, look at Tyler Smith. You know, First round pick, had holding issues in college. His rookie year, first part of his rookie year, there are a lot of people questioning that pick. Not now. Uh, I mean, now he's getting compared to Larry Allen. Look, right? look at what they ask him to do, though. I mean, because of 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 Tyron and his problems. I mean, this guy they're moving him all around sure. it, and he was successful pretty much wherever he went. His rookie year, maybe. I, I mean, he. I mean, he developed as the year went on, but it, the initial return. If we're going back and remembering what we said at the time, we were wondering: Did the Cowboys miss on this guy, or was this a guy that they could have gotten in the second or third round? Was there somebody better? And and the reality is kind of like Travis Frederick. When Travis Frederick was taken late in the first round, everybody lost their mind because he was a a second round grade guy, mm-hmm. and he turned out to be just fine. So, I, I mean, and, and, and so when you look at it, you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to, one, give it some, some of these guys a little bit of time. Last year's draft is looking awful, which is a concern going into this year's draft. We are looking at rookie years for, for some of these other guys. I mean, um, but for the, for the most part, the Cowboys have done well on their draft picks. I mean, when you go... Taco Charlton has really been the only first-round bust uh, in since 2014 that they've taken, right? Second-round guys, Tristan Hill was a bust. Sam Williams' jury is out. Kelvin Joseph is a bust. All right, and Luke Schoomaker, so, so who knows, right? 
Uh, they've done well in the third round, you know, drafting some really good players. And some of these guys might not be great as an offense or defensive starter, but they're special teams guys that, you know, play a valuable role on special teams for the Cowboys. So, you know, as you start getting ready for this year's draft, interesting listening to some of the things that Stephen Jones was talking about with what the Cowboys need to do. And so kind of looking back at what they've done over the last 10 years, let's look forward at what they might do in this year's draft. We'll do that as we continue here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is Jim Rome. Join me weekdays at noon on my new home, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Semenix. Don't forget our golf tournament about a month away, March 25th out at the Golf Club of Texas, brought to you by Flight by Yingling. Get your foursome signed up, sasportstar.com. Going to be fun. While the combine is going on in Indianapolis, and the amount of news that is coming out of Indianapolis some of it interesting, like listening to the Bears GM dance around what he's going to do with the number one pick, <laughs> which tells me Justin Fields, you're on the trade block. Yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, well, and, and again, you're in a rock and a hard place if if you're that general manager, Pulse, right? Because if you don't trade Justin Fields and you sign him to a long-term contract, so you're not going to draft Caleb Williams, and he comes out and becomes the superstar quarterback that people think he will be, you're an idiot. You know, like you took Mitch Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes, uh, although the different GM. But it, I think what well, was a different GM, yeah, it right? Was. Yeah, yeah. Because th- that's the kind of move that gets you fired. Sure. Right? If Justin Fields goes somewhere else and leads a team to a Super Bowl and Caleb Williams is a bust, you're going to get fired. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it is weird. Um, and that's the thing. Look, you know, I think Justin Fields uh, is a hell of an athlete. Yeah. He's got to be in the right system. And and I'm hearing Pittsburgh might be a landing spot for him. There's all kinds of places it could be. But, um, man, I that is a tough – and that's what makes a GM's job tough. Because Caleb Williams, I'll be totally honest with you, the guy's got all the tools, but I'm not sure his head's right. Although, he had pretty good, uh, pretty good interview today – with somebody, and there's no sound of it. It was a it was a newspaper or a magazine or something, um, or a website. I guess is probably uh, more accurate to say. And says, "Look, everybody's talking about me. Not if I get drafted by the Bears, I'm not going." He said, "That's not true. I'll be excited to go to the Bears, or I'll be excited to go anywhere else." Now he did admit he would love to play in Washington, hometown. That's where he's from. He would love to do that. And Cliff Kingsbury. Well, right, exactly, but. It's not his choice, and he admitted that and said, "Look, if if the Bears draft me, I'm gonna be excited to go play." Sure. So that's what he should say today. Of course. Now, what he does in April around the draft is another story. But today, your job interviewing. Yeah, you 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 really are. It's a job interview. I tell you, the guy that uh, and, and I've heard a couple of people just and, and I'm the same way. I'm not sold on Jaden Daniels. I think he's undersized. I think he's a Bryce Young, and and I'm just afraid that. But he's going to get drafted early, and we'll see. But I, I'm just not sold on that, dude. Here's the thing with Jaden that I find interesting. And and keep in mind, 
Herm Edwards was the coach that recruited him to Arizona State. That was about the time my daughter was going to Arizona State. And we we had Herm on the show and, you know, and needed some help moving the kid into apartment. So he sent some players over, not Jaden Daniels. Uh-huh. But we were over at the facility. I saw this kid it, it, before his freshman year in the gym working out. He is so damn skinny. He's skinny as hell. He is. And, and you, you bring up Bryce Young. He reminds me a lot of RG3. You know, RG3 coming out of Copper's Cove. And I remember, you know, when RG3 played Alamo Heights in a state championship game here. And, I, you know, that was one of the knocks on on RG3 is he he's skinny. You're, you're a track star that is a hell of a football yeah, player. Uh-huh. Now, Jaden, I don't know, is a track star, but just his frame. And you think about RG3's career. Once he got hurt, he wasn't the same. That's true. Can Jaden Daniels bulk up? some at the NFL level without losing some of his natural ability. He's not a thick guy like Lamar is. And but man, the kid can throw. The the kid, I he's a hell of a quarterback. I've been a fan of Jaden Daniels since since seeing him at Arizona State and obviously with everything that he did at LSU. And I do think he'll be good in the NFL if he can stay healthy. Well, and that's it. I'll give Bryce Young a lot of credit. I mean, he was on a horrible football team and survived. I mean, he survived. So maybe he's a little bit tougher than people give him credit for. But um, I don't know. I'm just right now down on – and C.J. Stroud's the only guy that's really, you know, given these high draft picks some hope. Because, man, you, you look at the list of some of these high draft picks. Yeah, lately. that Joe Burrow sucks, huh? Well. Uh, what about Trevor Lawrence? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Uh, the jury's still out, isn't it? I don't know if the jury's out. I mean, he I hadn't won a championship out. yet. Well, no, but and he's. His rookie year was destroyed by Urban Meyer. Uh-huh. So I, it, the jury's still out. I, I, I just don't know. I think you, you roll the dice with some of these guys, and, and history will tell you that a lot of the best quarterbacks were drafted later in the draft. It's such a crapshoot, and that's why when you have a player like Dak Prescott, if you're the Joneses, you do everything you can to keep him. Fourth-round draft pick, by the way. It was a fourth-round draft pick, but you you found him, and you got him, whether you're Mr. Irrelevant, a six-rounder like Tom Brady. If you feel like you've got a guy, do you just put it away? And and start over, which, again, if you're the Bears, you've got Justin Fields, who you think might be, he could be, but he might not be. So, and you've, and you've got the number one pick, so you can start over. If the Cowboys had the number one pick, our conversation about Dak Prescott would be completely different. But they also don't have the draft assets, the capital, to move up to get a Caleb. They feel like they've got a guy, they've just got to put some things together. And Stephen Jones was talking yesterday and, you know, noncommittal on any contract talk, which was probably smart on his part. But some of the biggest issues that the Cowboys have to figure out this year is is in the run game, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. You know, in general, that was our scheme. 
you know, a more of a three safety, two linebacker scheme than we were a three linebacker, two safety scheme. So, you know, I think those are all things that, you know, Mike's going to get in there and we're going to look at and we'll come up with a good solution that we think will make us better against the run. I mean, obviously running the football and stopping the run are at the top of our list uh, this offseason. Well, I mean, interesting. I, I, I want to see what Zimmer does. I really do. I want to see what Zimmer does and how much he changes. I know he said we're not going to reinvent the wheel, but that's BS. Zimmer's going to come in and put his stamp on this team because, look, Dan Quinn, at least towards the end, and from what we've heard from some experts uh, on Radio Row in the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn, you could figure him out. Zimmer's going to change things. Well, and and again, I mean, if you're replacing somebody like that, you want it to be better. You also want it to be different. Steven said, yeah, Zim will do some things differently. Mike, you know, brings a different way of going about it, which I think can be positive for us. But it's outstanding uh, to have him in this building. Obviously, he brings a lot of tenure to the table in terms of what he's done in his career between, you know, being a great play caller on defense, being a very successful head coach at Minnesota. And, and all that's true. And then so the, the question, what, what really is going to be different between Zim and Dan Quinn? There's always a little difference when you make that change. It's a little bit of a challenge when you make that transition. Every guy's going to be a little bit different. I mean, there was a difference between uh, Kellen and uh, Mike. Certainly there'll be some differences, you know, in the way Mike has had success in this league and then the way, certainly a difference in the way Dan has. Yeah, I love that, the, the beginning of that. We just play that. Hold There's on. always a little difference. Oh, there's always. It's a little bit Steven of a challenge. Steven sounded like Scooby-Doo, didn't he? Good Lord. Oh, boy. Squirrel. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I know. He sounded just like, what? There's always a little difference when you make that. Good Lord. Oh. You know, it, it is, I, I mean, it, it feels like you guys listening, Joe, me, Pledge, we feel like we know the Cowboys pretty good. Mm-hmm. We feel like we understand what the issues are. And one of the things that I thought was an interesting topic over the last week, the culture problem in Dallas. Now, quite frankly, I don't think there is that much of a culture problem to, to a degree. Mm-hmm. There, there are some things that, you know, I think every organization would like to fix, mm-hmm. but I don't know how you win 12 games a year. You're a winning football team during the regular season, of course, um, if, if you've got a culture problem. You know, seeing guys get on each other, get in each other's faces, hell, you see that with the Kansas City Chiefs. You saw that in the Super Bowl with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. You know, that, that that's not a good look for, for Kelsey, but guys that are passionate and getting into it because they're all trying to win, it, it, I don't look at that as a culture problem, right? Um but listening to Dan Quinn, the head coach of Washington now, while he was speaking, he was asked about what went wrong last year. And if there were some issues there, Dan Quinn certainly could have brought them up. He didn't. But what he did say, I found very, very interesting. Part of the reason for going back there last year was to absolutely go for it in the biggest way. And so uh, to come up short in that end, no doubt about that, uh, that hurt and that left a mark. I think 
as a competitor, you keep going back. You keep getting back in the fight and you find, you know, the small edges and the small margins to do that. And I know that they will. Uh, they've got a really strong and solid locker room. And if you have that part right first, uh, that gives you a real chance to, to make your mark. Uh, okay. It's hard to disagree with anything he said. Well, well, but but I mean, for him just to offer up, they've got a really strong locker room. But do they? Look, when you come out in a playoff game, the biggest game of your season, and you don't look interested in playing football, there's a problem somewhere. Yeah. Now, we can blame Mike McCarthy. You can blame whoever you want. But, I mean, that team that came out on that field that day, look, they were just not interested in doing anything. Well, I, I mean, there there was clearly something wrong with that team in the postseason, right? And, and I heard Steven – say something along the lines of we've got to get guys that could step up in the postseason. Like, they they know what the problem is. But when you're talking about culture, ju- just culture in general, you know, take away the Green Bay game. He said he came back, which is he was consistent with that all last year. He wanted to come back. He thought he could win with these guys. So he passed on opportunities last year to be a head coach, to run it back one more time with this group. He wasn't uh-huh. going to do that a second time because becoming a head coach, those – those opportunities only come around so often. But for him to throw in that there's that strong locker room, that you know the pieces are there, they've just got to be able to put them all together, for an unsolicited comment like that, I think says a lot about where the Dallas Cowboys are from a guy that knows but is now on the outside. It's not like he's protecting guys within the building or trying to say the right things. It, it tells me that, he wasn't feeding us a line of BS like, well, I didn't get a head job, so I'll be back here. But, he, you know, what went wrong? Well, he didn't really answer that question, but he says the pieces are there. And now that's his biggest rival. I mean, he's probably seen on get up and first take and NFL Network, everybody talking about the culture problem. He could have doubled down on that and made that more of a story. But just kind of unsolicited, talking about how strong that locker room is. I thought that was pretty interesting to hear from Dan Quinn, who's no longer a part of that team, as we are looking at what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys, and we're hearing from, it's one thing for Steven, no, man, we're fine in our locker room. He's protecting his house. That's his. Don't Uh say my baby is ugly. Dan Quinn didn't have to say that. Didn't have to say that, but he's got to play Dallas twice. He, He does, but what I'm saying, though, is for him just to kind of say that about what went wrong, they're trying to figure out those answers. But why but would he Why would he go in and just de- deliberately destroy the locker room and these guys were clowns and these guys were that, and, and then that's up. He's got to play them twice. If it's the same as saying, well, they got a great team and, boy, it's going to be tough and we're going to really have to be on our A game to beat them. It's the same thing. Why would you destroy the Cowboys when you have to see them twice every year? You don't. Well, I, I'm just the way he said it with the question that was asked, in his answer, if you're just hearing all this about culture, because that, that he wasn't asked about culture. He was asked about what went wrong in the Green Bay game. Man, I don't know, but we've got a strong, they have a strong locker room. The mm-hmm. pieces are there. So as, as we're all trying to figure out what's next for the Cowboys, and we solve the world's problems every day from 2 to 6 here on the Blitz, you know, you look at all the clues and you hear that from a guy that has been there that's not there now. That's a That's a hell of a compliment to what, the Cowboys have, in my opinion. Cowboys remind me of the Mac Brown-led Texas Longhorns, where you are just entitled. They killed teams they were supposed to kill. They got beat by teams that were good. But yet, 
Things fell for them. Everything was right. They knew they were going to the Super Bowl. Two games at home. They don't lose at home. And they just, it was just like la di die. We just got to show up. Green Bay will die. And that's the end of it. Yeah. And that's what happened. And I think that's the culture problem is that they are entitled. They're the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Everybody talks about them. We are the big bad Cowboys. And that's the culture problem that I think that they have. There is a lot of entitlement with the Cowboys. Emmett Smith has been talking about it. Yes. Uh, I mean, these guys are getting paid off of our success. They haven't done crap. But Dan Quinn, he had a player throw him under the bus a couple of times. He did. Yeah, Stephen Jones kind of maybe took a shot at said player. We'll get into that coming up here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Guess what day it is. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hope day! Hope day! Hope day! Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, I thought we were going to get four. We got a four humper? Here we go! It's 402. It's 4.02. Can we get four humps in the four o'clock hour? Hope day! Hope day! Hope day! <laughs> That's four. Well, I didn't need a smoke break in between. I thought you got four at once. Dude, I love it. I give you my best three. And then, you know, after that, it's like uh, it's like an encore. <laughs> an encore, huh? An encore. <laughs> Phrasing. Which Big and Rich uh, didn't do, by the way. People were trying to get him out there. They said, yeah, the hell with you. Smells like poop out here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I need a floater. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need my cereal to float. We need a floater. It floats. So why did you go with the British accent while talking about cereal? It just seemed appropriate at the moment. Have you ever seen Austin Powers? He says floater. <laughs> I need a floater. You were talking about our, our, our friend Will. Uh, the Brits. The Brits, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love listening to those guys. Dude, I mean, we're out drinking with those guys. We were down at Circa and drinking with those guys. And quite frankly, I don't know if Will knew where he was at this point of the night, but he talks, and all of a sudden, Joe starts speaking with the British accent <laughs> along with them. Well, the more they drank, the thicker their accent got, too. <laughs> but that didn't mean you had to try. I couldn't help Rob, it. Rob was trying to explain how he, how we Americans made their language better, and Joe was trying to sound like them. I need a floater. Except for he wasn't talking about floaters. So poor, poor Rob tried to fit five nights into one that he, night. Well, so. That's right. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. That was a lot of fun. Circa's a great place. It, uh, it's the first time I'd been there, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking of, so we were downtown um, Vegas on uh, Fremont. <coughs> As usual, I go to the El Cortez. Uh-huh. And I saw something at the El Cortez this weekend that I've never noticed before, and I always, 
always. I generally try to make a stop at the El Cortez. Yeah. I love that place. Uh Uh-huh. I do, too. Good place. I saw a coin-operated slot machine. Really? With real coins? Well, they weren't quarters. I guess you you put in however much money, and the machine will give you coins that work on their ah, machines. Ah, okay. But remember the old school buckets? Absolutely. All full and yeah. half, right? Yes. And walking through the El Corte, and I, I mean, there's it's on the way to the men's room, uh, right by the blackjack <laughs> tables, right? Did I, you play? Blackjack? No, the coin-operated no. slot machine. Why not? Oh, that went away with the 80s. I'm good. Uh, no, but I've not seen those. And, you know, I go there and I see this guy, and he had two buckets full, and he was playing two machines at once. Wow. He was like a machine, man. Yeah. He was just like, and, and I was like, dude, can I take a picture of your coins? I haven't seen this in years. And he was like, oh, man, this machine's great. I'm here every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, whatever he said. I bet like, he is. Like, he's a local. I mean, he had he had on uh, gloves that only had, like, the two fingers uh-huh. and the thumb. Right? Oh, wow. The, the, you know, these, these gloves he had, you know, so I guess his fingers don't get dirty from the coins. Uh, perhaps, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I know. mean, you know, grab and go. I don't know if he had stick them on him, but, I mean, he was like a machine, and he would hit and then move on to two more machines while all the coins are falling out of one. I mean, the guy had the whole four or five machine setup thing to himself. Um, wow. Well, because I mean, nobody else plays it. Maybe well, that's maybe they're good that because of that. I, I mean, but he would, I don't like, I had no idea yeah. that that there were still coin machines in Las Vegas. I did not play. Uh, you know what else I found at the El Cortez? What's that? Not $5 blackjack. They still had Super Bowl pricing there. Did they really? They really did. Those sons of, they realized, hey, people will pay this much to play blackjack. You know, I, I had a sense of pride because I played golf, couple, not last weekend, weekend and used my El Cortez chip as a ball mark. You stole that dollar from the El Cortez? I didn't steal anything. Well, I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> I had to pay true. a dollar for that thing. But they cashed it in. Or they didn't cash it. I mean, because well, you took the dollar. I could have cashed it in, yeah, but you I wanted the ball mark. Uh, which... Keeping a dollar chip from Vegas and using it as a ball marker is cheaper than actually going and buying a ball marker. Uh, it is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I've been doing that for years. Just the $1. You know, the only problem with that is, is that if you're, if you're in front of somebody, they can't putt over that thing. So you have to move one way or the other. That's the only problem. Is that a regular ball mark you can stick in the ground enough where you, know, you can roll yeah, over and it's not a agree. problem. but. To a degree. It's okay. I mean, I know you. You probably put it in there, put it there, and just, yeah, you got to put around it, man. That's my ball mark. Well, I mean, you know, that's, it's, that's, it's that's nice. The it's, Angle it's, got the, it's a little blue and white. And it's a dollar it's, chip. It's really nice. It's a dollar chip. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, not all dollar chips are equal. No, because that one's from the El Cortez. It's from, yeah, and it says El Cortez on the, on the chip, real big, and one dollar. One dollar. It's great. Yeah. I was very happy. You know, we did well during Super Bowl week at the El Cortez. We did. When we were there playing blackjack the other night. You know how they take your player card and they do something? Uh-huh. I was like, hey, you have rewards that you have to cash in oh, this wow. month. My February rewards. This is $25 at the restaurant. but so we oh, had a, They have a restaurant there? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it good? It is. Oh. Seagulls? Good stuff. Seagulls. Yeah, I had cheesecake. As in seagull or seagulls? <laughs> Not the bird at the beach. Not the bird. 
<laughs> it comes with a little extra topping. <laughs> Speaking of birds, my plastic uh, owls oh, yes. are doing the trick. Really, the bird's gone. The bird. I, I mean, I, I've been gone for a couple days. Come back. There's no nest. There's no stuff on the porch. Those plastic owls are working. Are they just sitting there on your porch? Yes. Wow. I mean, what do you think they do? Well, I didn't know if you hung them. No. You just set them down. They just set them down. One at the entryway and one at the back by the door. So if they get by the first one, there's another one right there. Wow. Yeah. Guarded. Now, did, did, you have, did they blow over today? Because the wind was very heavy. Um, you I don't can, know. I can check my cameras to see if they're I'm, still standing. I'm, I'm just wondering. But, but, I, but, I will, but I will tell you. That you fill them with water so they don't blow oh, over. Oh, you do so, fill them with uh, water. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, I don't know if they hold their water, but they were still standing when I left this morning. Well, good. Yes. Yeah. Because if they fall over and the bird sees that, he's going to know, those aren't real owls. Well, I mean, it might be sleeping. Well, do owls sleep? <laughs> name, a, like, na- name something that doesn't, Well, Joe. I mean, they sleep, but I don't think they lay down to sleep. Well, you don't know that. Well, I don't know I that, mean, but I maybe would. A, if I saw an owl that was laying on the ground, I would assume maybe it's rabid. I better stay more away from it because it's sick. It's sick. Yeah. I have no idea. Now, that little pigeon thing that building a nest there, probably I, I, smarter than you think. I, I mean, it's got a bird brain. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, don't we all? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave with that. Is that a picture of an owl sleeping laying down? Oh, look at that. Pledge. Is, is that owl sleeping? Well, you think it's a dead owl on Google Image? I, well, I, I don't know. It might be. It says, do owls sleep? Of course they do. Well, I'm, I'm at, looking at it. What kind of dumbass question is that? Well, do we, owls sleep? <laughs> Ask Joe Ryan. Go, that owl looks like he got drunk. <laughs> He's passed out. That's, that's a drunk owl. <laughs> I guarantee you. Pledge has pulled up a bunch of pictures of owls sleeping, apparently, and passed out. Do you ever know Al's legs were that long? Dude, I, I, I resemble that, Al. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know R.J. Ochoa was worried about uh, those owls leaving this morning. Did they scare him? Well, I don't know. I, have, I, I mean, I've seen R.J., the, uh, but he, he stayed at, our, at, at the house last night. So, uh, you know, when he left at whatever time he left this morning, because one of them, you know, you could trip over if you're not yeah. paying attention. Yeah, RJ had to come in the studio this morning, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it's too bad. If I'd have known he was here, he could have come to my house. I've got the equipment there. Could have done the show right there. Well, I mean, he, except for you're doing the uh, morning show tomorrow. I am doing the morning show tomorrow with RJ. Looking forward to it. Once I'm awake and had some coffee, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> when that alarm goes off, I won't look forward to it. Let's see. That'll be fun. No, it's fun doing a different show, different time of day. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Watching RJ leave my house early this morning. Yeah, you got it. He trips over. At least he locked the door on his way out. He actually tripped over it? No, let's see if he does. Oh. You see that owl that's right there? Look, he got right by it. Owl did not get him. But you notice there's no bird stuff all over the place. What is RJ carrying like a basket of bread? (laughs) It looks like he's got one of those things like he's... Selling stuff in Mexico. Do you have a basket that's attached to his shoulders? Well, and... he, he had an overnight bag. Oh, okay. Is and that like a look like he's uh and, and he and he had his uh 
dress coat suit thing for the cold for the funeral this beer. morning. Cold so, yeah. beer. Yeah, I don't think he was selling it. What it looks like. I don't think he was hawking no beverages in, in the neighborhood this morning. Thirsty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what he was doing. Oh my goodness. Good lord. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm glad you solved your problem, your bird problem. Well, I have for now, and hopefully that well, I wouldn't move those owls. No, I, they're, they're there now forever. They're, they're gonna, yeah, they're a permanent fixture. You but, have yeah. to paint them occasionally. Will they fade? They're twenty four dollars. If I got to paint them, I'll buy new ones. <laughs> well, la ti da. I'm I I I can't wait till you need to borrow my owls because you get a bird building a nest at your yeah, house. The, the birds aren't going to build a nest at my house. Oh oh yeah. No. Oh, you think so, huh? I don't think that they will. Why? They know better. You have no cats. Uh. Uh-uh. So you'll get birds. Not a cat person. So you'll get birds. Uh. Well, I haven't yet. Yeah. Lived I, in that house. I've, what, I've been uh, there four years. This is my first yeah. bird problem. Oh, okay. Well, I've been there three years. See? So you, you're saying next year I should have a bird problem. Uh, it's possible. It might be. I mean, because there's been a, a potential nesting opportunity eliminated from their wish list. Ah, uh, so he's so looking for another nest. Now he's got to go find somewhere else. Did you tell Hal to check his porch? Hal's a grown-ass man. He can figure it out. Poor Hal may have a bird building a nest in his light right now. It's possible. Wow. Which is better than my house. Well. At least he knows how to get rid of it. Poor Hal. <laughs> bird problems. Uh, you people that uh, live in that neighborhood, and I know some people live in that neighborhood, you always have these uh, weird problems. So did you ever get the uh, speed bump problem, Finnick? <laughs> Are they building speed bumps or not? Oh, uh, right now we're still uh, gathering information. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do a survey. All right. See if anybody in the neighborhood wants these besides nobody, Karen. Nobody wants them. Karen does. Well, Karen. And she holds all the power. Well, she's on the board. Well, there you go. Is she on the board or is she like the president of the board? I don't know. Well, I know she's leading the charge for speed bumps. Makes a difference. Well, then she must have well, some but folks behind her. She's got to have enough people on the on the board to uh-huh. vote in favor. Yeah, and that's the question. Well, does you better she start have, lobbying. Does she have? Well, we've been doing that. Yeah, and greasing some of those uh, board members. We're nice little twenty five dollar gift certificate to Willie's. We're not there yet. <laughs> the Willie's. Good lord. <laughs> Spurs, they wrap up the rodeo road trip last night. They go one and eight on the road trip. Wemby even got benched last night How for about a, that? a minute or two. He, he didn't really get benched. He got put into timeout because of a turnover. We'll talk about it. Coming up next here on The Blitz. Tonight at 7, it's the Aggies in South Carolina on your home for March Madness. 94-1, San Antonio's Sports Star. It is the Blitz on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix on this Wemby Wednesday. Uh, Wemby back in San Antonio. I'd assume they flew straight home last night. I would assume so. You know, after a 1-8 and eight rodeo road trip, which was um, predicted. Well, I mean, we, we were, I mean, to be honest, three wins would have been fantastic. Yeah. None wins would have been expected. One win, maybe about, two. About right. Was was about right. Knowing how uh, now, 
they're playing better basketball for the most part. Well, until La- last night. Last night was a bleep show. Yeah. Non-competitive from the start, right? Um, I, last night, the best part for me of watching last night's game was Bill Land was on my television. <laughs> and, and Sean Elliott, which I was surprised that Sean went anywhere cold, but during the broadcast... They showed his daughter, and you went, okay, so that's why you went on this trip. Um, and Bill Land, with everything that he's been battling, I had not seen him uh, in, you know, post on the road, all, for sure. All, yeah. On the road, for yeah. sure. I know leading up to it was uh, uh, Dan doing the play-by-play. Yes, yes. So I guess after the All-Star break, I, I, did he do the games in L.A.? I wasn't uh, in town, so I didn't I didn't see. And go figure. He um, did, yes. They, they, they couldn't find a Spurs game on in a sports book. Um, really? Well, it's hard to find them here unless you, uh, have Bally's or the app. I mean, let's, let's say the one problem. One of the problems about being in Vegas is you lose track of time. Oh, you do for sure. And so when you're randomly buy a sports book and you pop in to see what's on some, some games are long over, even though it's they only, are. it's only nine o'clock. Well, it's yeah. 11 o'clock here. Yeah. Yeah, crap. I yeah, be careful, but the Spurs were on the West Coast, so, you know, until last night. Yeah. So it should have been perfect. Well, it should have been, but, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night, I was at Caratop. Uh-huh. Well. Went and saw your bestie. That was probably more entertaining. Not probably. <laughs> I guarantee you it was more entertaining. Wow. No, Caratop and I, we, you know. You bonded. We bonded. You bonded. We did, yeah. You should have seen his thumb pants the, <laughs> at the show. I'm sure. $1,000? Probably. <laughs> Probably. That dude. He is wow. something else. Hey, props to him. I mean, working at the same hotel for 18 years, mm-hmm. you know, making a cool $8 million a year. I'm, I'm not mad at him. How can you be mad at the guy? You can't. People are going to see him, obviously. So It's a small theater. Well, was it full? It was. Well, there you go. And it was. It, well, here's the crazy thing: if you're going, um, well, you're not taking somebody that's not 21, right? Right, right. Sure. But, um, and I'm still baffled at the number of people that are pushing strollers through Las Vegas. But that's just yeah. me. Um, he shares a theater with an adult show. Um, <laughs> now wait a minute, adult show. Explain. Uh, Pledge, wait, I, I forget the name of the show. Look up the Luxor Hotel and the uh, shows in the theater. So when you're going in the theater, Carrot Top plays at 8 o'clock. And at 10.30, there is a, a show that has a lot of, uh, all the photos are of uh, very attractive young ladies not wearing anything. Nothing. Well, I like porn. Um, although they're, they're, uh, they're covering on all the photos. But when you walk in the theater, you got Carrot Top, and you know what that guy looks like on I hope he had clothes one, on. One wall. Of course he did. Okay. But you know what he looks like. And then on, on the other wall, you you have all this promotion for a show called Fantasy. Fantasy. Yes. Wow. Um, Pledge, click that link. <laughs> Are we allowed to here <laughs> you, at work? You can click that link. <laughs> you click the link, damn it. <laughs> Lost it. Wow. Well, they're they're not going to show anything on the Luxor website that would be inappropriate. You don't think so? No, they're selling tickets. They're selling fantasy. So they're not showing you anything. They're selling fantasy. Until the show starts. So the question, did you uh, stick around for the late show? No. I did not. But but when you're when you're leaving the theater and 
um, a couple in your group had to go to the restroom and you're standing there waiting, you see a lot of the uh, ladies in the show coming to work. Oh, <laughs> so, um, so look at if, if not that you guys can see this, but Google it, uh, because it's safe. Photos like that are all over this theater. I got you. I'm looking yeah. at, at one now and it yeah. says, let fantasy become a reality. Yeah. Name the best adult review of all time by Las Vegas weekly. Sure. Wow. So that's happening at 1030 in the same theater. I'll click on the buy tickets. How much, how much are tickets? According to Pledge, 50 bucks. Tickets prices from $39. Well, that's way up at the top. 52 Well, you can probably get a Groupon. I'm just saying, it says right here on the Luxor website. I'm just telling you. Ticket the, prices from $39. You don't want the $39 for that show. No. No, and that's what you come, get. Is, you, want, you, you, you want front row, man. That kind of show, you need front row. Uh-huh. Garrett Tubb, you could be at the top. The Splash Zone? I don't think it matters because um, I wonder what the audience is like in that show. Do you really? It's like Pee Wee Herman in there. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember Pee Wee Herman became famous in a? <laughs> yeah, yes, we all yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've been to Luxor in a long time. Stayed there one time many years ago. How'd it look? The Luxor? Yeah. It was nice. Yeah? I, I mean, you know, you're in a big pyramid. You are. and But you don't feel like you're in a big pyramid, if I remember correctly. No, I mean, well, I mean, no. Once you're in the casino. But they make lots of jokes about the Luxor. Um, the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, opener, he made fun of the Luxor. Anybody staying here? Nobody clapped their hand. <laughs> Nobody clapped their hand. Because don't the elevators, they don't go straight up. They go, like, sideways. I don't know. I, I, they didn't get on an elevator. I think that's true. I don't know, but Caratop's got a whole bit about the uh, rooms at the Luxor. He's got a suitcase that is kind of s- cut in half with, uh-huh. the, with the diagonal so it will fit against the wall in the room. Oh, wow. The, the, there's no way they're triangle rooms. I've never stayed there. It's no, got to be not. regular rooms, They're right? regular rooms. But, but they're making fun of it. Do they like, still have the big Dorito on there? No, it's it's, it's gone. It, it's, it's gone. The advertisement for Super Bowl is gone. But, wow. But even, you know, he's making fun of it. You know, they open the sphere. It's got a billion lights at the Luxor. We have one. Um, you know, he, he had some he had some good jokes making fun of the uh, Luxor. Although, after the show, I want a lot of money at that hotel. I, I like the Luxor. Well, there you go. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter what casino you're in. If you win, like El Cortez, yeah, I walked out of there a winner. Absolutely. I don't know if I'd ever stay there, but I walked out of there a winner. I I, I tell you, the um, the Luxor was uh, Luxor was good to me. Well, good, good, and good. thank God they're a part of M Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Luxor is. Is it really? Yes, it all is. All right. Well, that's yes, it is. That's nice. Yeah. Looking forward to going to Las Vegas. Yeah. Look at you showing off here. Uh huh. I had a great weekend. Of nice. Well, good. That's always nice. That's always nice. Makes you want to go back. Of course it does. And that's what they count on. <laughs> <laughs> Bring everything you got on the plane with back with you because we want it back. Yeah, don't, don't go put that in the bank. No. Just save it. You'll be back in a month. Oh, uh, well. 
Well, yeah, you will. Most normal people are not like you and I. They may go once, twice a year. You and I have a tendency to go out there a little more often than that. What do you mean normal? Well, and most people you talk to go out to Vegas maybe once or twice a year. Well, I don't know, three or four every yeah, quarter. Five. Sure. Depends. I mean, I mean, they send you a free room. You got to say, well, okay. Well, of course. I'm down. I'm down with free rooms. I'm definitely down yeah. with, with free rooms. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Fun place. You're calling us degenerates? Pretty much, yeah, but people know that. I will tell you, though, because I have now spent 10 days in the month of February in Las Vegas. Wow. That's bad for your liver. <laughs> I thought it might be bad for the wallet, but actually. The wallet was good. The liver, a different story. You, you called me Monday. I did. You did. I did. You remember that? Sort of. <laughs> I say, oh, hey, Jason. Did I say anything stupid? No. All right, not anything more than usual. Right, there you go. Uh-huh. There you go. Jason's got a weird uh, tone, though, when he's had a few. What does that mean? Well, your voice changes. Well, it was loud. <laughs> it was loud. It was. It was loud. Didn't sound loud. It was loud. Oh, okay. trust me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was important call. Of course, it was. Yes, it was. I was to tell you, we got hoser tickets. We're going to buy fifteen today. Take me to church. Yes, five fifteen today. Five fifteen. Yeah, Joe's going to name three hoser songs at five fifteen. I just named one, so stay tuned for the other two. Google, <laughs> name that tune with Reinagel. Actually, maybe we'll play that game. Maybe so at five fifteen. Okay, that's a good idea. I mean, they're hoser tickets. A lot of people want these. A lot of people want them. Spurs. Yeah. They did not play well last night. We'll uh, talk about it coming up here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Tony Pollard, you listening to the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Yeah, let's wear that thing out until it becomes a running back for another team. What we're doing here, it's the Blitz. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. Glad to have you along on this Wemby Wednesday. The... Uh, Spring Golf Classic, our station golf tournament, coming up March 25th out at the Golf Club of Texas. Get your team signed up. You're foursome. We are running out of teams. SASportsStar.com. It does benefit the Will Smith Foundation, brought to you by Flight by Yingling. If you're watching on YouTube, you can uh, hit the uh, little box there with your phone, and it will that QR code take you right to the registration page. And, and get signed up. Always a great time. Going out to the Golf Club of Texas going to be great out there is they are doing a lot of work at that golf course if it's been a while since you've been out there they're not repairing their golf uh the 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 cart the cart pass they're replacing them yeah. all i mean they're all going to be brand new maybe not all by the time our tournament is but the the amount of money that they have put into that golf course over the last couple of years and the amount of money committed uh to uh upgrades is is incredible so our golf tournament you know what if you played you know exactly what i'm saying if you're a de- uh, one that deals with FOMO, you'll have it when you hear us talking about our golf tournament. SASportsStar.com. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That is absolutely free. So go to YouTube, San Antonio Sports Star. Subscribe. If you're watching now, hit that thumbs up button because we get graded on that. I know I said we were going to talk, Wemby, but 
let's not. Um, <laughs> Spurs lost last night, one and eight on the road trip because this is, is coming across Twitter as we speak, and it's a projection. But Spotrack, which is a website devoted to sports contracts, has a theory on what the Cowboys could do with Dak Prescott. Now, we're almost into March. Do I think a Cowboys deal with Dak gets done before the start of the new league year? I don't. I I really don't. Last time, Dak's contract took over two years to get done. And Dak bet on himself and played on the tag twice. Yep. And then got his money. And Dak Prescott likes short contracts. Jerry Jones likes long contracts. So while everybody argues how bad of a deal that was, Jerry feels like he won that deal. He's talked about it with us here on the Blitz. Ultimately, he got the six years out of Dak Prescott. And yes, he paid tag money. But when you look at the totality of the money in Dak Prescott's bank account from that deal, it would have been similar, close to, as if he would have signed a six-year deal. So Jerry's Jerry feels like he won that deal. Dak feels like he won that deal. Problem is, you can't tag Dak this time around. Can't do it. And if Dak Prescott, who's 31 years old, wants another short deal, knowing Jerry likes longer contracts because you can spread out the bonuses for a longer period of time, if the Cowboys are intent on getting a deal done, it probably will be shorter. Now, this this one might be too short. This almost sounds like somebody at Spotrack talked to Dak's agent and said, what are you guys doing? Well, we want three years. And again, if you're Dak, you want a three-year deal because you get back to the negotiating table that much sooner. So while we're thinking this could be Dak's last big contract, Dak and his team might be looking at it as, we've got two more. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, seriously. Well, they can live in that fantasy land they if they want to. I, I mean, in, in all seriousness, no. If, 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 if he signs a short deal at 35, he will sign another contract. Whether it's with Dallas or somebody else, he's got another contract in him. If he signs a five- or six-year deal and he's 37, 38, maybe he doesn't. But at 35, he'll have another contract. Not as big as this one, though. I mean, realistically. Yeah, I mean, Man, I mean because, the price doesn't go down. Well, yeah, but it does for a 35-year-old quarterback because for example, Kirk Cousins, which I'm looking at right here, Spotrack, same thing, they're projecting what he might be able to get this year. He's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking 3 years, 100 million dollars, about 33 million a year. Okay. So that's what they're thinking. So that So yeah, realistically, a, you could think that that would be Somewhere in the neighborhood of Dak Prescott. All right, but looking at the way salaries have jumped, you go because Dak has one year left on his current deal with the Cowboys. Uh huh. So does this new contract, and this is why I think three years might make sense because it won't kick in until at the end of this one. It's three new years on top of this final year of his contract. Or do they eliminate this final year with the new three-year deal. Let's see, I don't think Dak would do that. Well, according to this, they do, because it lessens the cap hit. It takes it down to $41 million. I'm just uh, looking at Spo track, and this is nothing that coming from the Cowboys or Dak Prescott, but if this happens, it takes that cap hit down to $41 million. The problem with it is, 
is that in 2025 his cap hit goes up to 83 million. Well, I mean, so it, it, you're you're solving the problem immediately, but just adding to it because the next two years of this thing, uh, his cap next three years of this contract, if it plays out the way that they say, uh, his cap hit is is unreal. Well, I, I I mean, in looking at this, I think the three new years start in 25. 2024, he's already on the books. So I think that's there. Um, um, but his base salaries, it, see, his, his salary would come down to a million two. Well, because they're going to take it all and make it a big-ass bonus. Right. Is what they're going to mm-hmm. do. So, But it's it's three new years on top of the year that he already has. So, you know... But and again, we're you know getting lost in some numbers here. But if you go three years, hundred eighty million, which is about sixty uh, a year, hundred nineteen guaranteed at signing, and then one hundred sixty nine, they say practically <laughs> guaranteed, whatever the hell that means. Um, no tag, full no trade clause. Uh, twenty twenty eight to void year. And some money can get, you know, dead cap money. Like like Zeke still has some dead cap money. Uh, you know, that that's that's pretty typical. But I just wonder, you know, these guys do contracts all the time. Is this kind of a framework deal? Does Jerry try to get this out of four years, but then you go two ten? Um what I'm looking at is he's not necessarily resetting the quarterback market. This isn't saying Joe Burrow, you got two seventy five, so I need two eighty five. This is in, and again, two hands on the steering wheel as I say this. This seems as about as team friendly, where of a of a contract idea that I have seen that's also beneficial to the player, right? And that's what you've got to look for to where both sides feel like they win. This is team friendly in a way that it's only 180 million in total and 60 per year because we're still looking at north of 60 per year. Yeah. But so do you want that over 5 years fully guaranteed or partially practically guaranteed whatever the term you want to use where he's resetting the market or and getting the longer term deal but all those numbers in that 60 range is what we're hearing. The question is, is Jerry going to be okay with a shorter contract? Because I look at this team, you're going to take care of CD. You're going to take um, care of Micah Parsons. We talk about the window. And in three more years, I mean, Dak's had enough time to have success in the playoffs. But you're also at a point where you don't have time to develop another guy. So if you're if you're only doing basically a three year extension on top of what he has, so you're only locked into this guy for four more years, you could do exactly what Green Bay did. And all right, we're drafting a quarterback and we're going to groom this guy. And if you want to keep playing, enjoy the Jets because at some point we're giving the keys to this guy who we drafted and we developed. And if that's the plan, I'd be down with it. Zach Wilson's available, by the way. The Jets have said he can go out and try to find a trade. Who the hell cares about Zach Wilson? <laughs> I'm just saying. How is that a better option than what you have? <laughs> I knew that would uh, light a fire there. Uh, look, the, the problem is, and you just mentioned it, and I know the salary cap went up $30 million, but you said they're going to pay CD. They're going to pay Micah. They're going to pay Dak. I mean, they're going to have to do some salary cap gymnastics to put anybody else around this football got team. Mary Lou Retton and staff. 
You got Mary Lou Retton what? In, on staff. Oh, you I do? mean, they, they, I don't know. They got somebody that can do those oh, gymnastics. I, I got I'm you. not yeah, worried yeah, about yeah, who. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got somebody that's going to figure out the gymnastics. That's I, fine. Look, I think that Cowboys window is closed considerably. Well, I really do. I, if you're going to sign all of these guys and do this, then that, that window's closed. The, the Giants, you, you figure, getting better. Washington should be better. Um, and Philly, who knows? But I, I just think that, that, that it was so disappointing from the outside looking in, that the Cowboys had the opportunity they had with these guys on rookie deals, and I'm talking about C.D. and Micah, and they couldn't get it done. Best opportunity they've had in a long time to get it done, and it didn't happen. And I just think that that window, with all the money they're going to have to pay to put people around, because they've, look, Jason, they've got holes to fill. They do. they got a ton of holes to fill in that offensive line. You're talking linebacker, running back. All of that kind of stuff, a lot of stuff to fill. And I just think that, again, I will say it, and I'll say it now, if I'm proven wrong in the fall, so be it. But this team's not going to be as good this season as they were last. You know, it's funny because we said the same thing last year. I don't think we did. Somebody said something about a historic defense. Well, I thought they could have an historic defense, but we also said that with the first-place schedule and expecting Philly and some of these other teams to be better – that they might have a team with a worse record. They still got to 12 wins. And I I will 100% agree with you on the 28th day of February that this team as it stands right now, not as good as the one that got their ass kicked by Green Bay because of the holes that they have to fill. Uh You got to sign these guys and then you got to go shopping. What do they do in free agency? What do they do in the draft? And do those guys work out? So yeah, does the window look like as it's open right now as it was this year with that clear path seemingly in the NFC? I mean, yeah, it looks closer, closer, closed. It looks more, <laughs> more closed. closed. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, that doesn't mean they can make some moves this offseason and bring them up. I mean, you know, last year they made the Gilmore move and the Cooks move. Uh-huh. And those were good trades, sure. Uh, especially for the value, the production you ended up getting from Gilmore probably exceeded expectations, especially after the Diggs injury. You know, Brandon Cooks they finally figured out how to use late in the year. If they get rid of a Michael Gallup, and do they can they get something out of one of these other receivers? What running back do they get, either in the draft or through free agency or or whatever? So as we sit right now, yeah, they don't look as talented. Because there's a lot of holes that, you know, bodies that they have to replace. But they are bodies that will get replaced. So until we know who's coming in for here, who what, what they're going to do there, hard to say that the window is closed. Well, I think it's it's certainly not as wide open as it was because everything fell into place. The Eagles collapse, all of that stuff. The number two seed playing two playoff games at home. Wouldn't have to see San Francisco until the NFC Championship game. All of those things. Look, maybe that's the key for the Cowboys. Maybe... If, if I can just continue to preach here and get you Cowboy fans to not think that you're going to win the Super Bowl every year and not have the expectations going into the season, maybe they'll exceed your expectations for a change. You know, it's possible, but we're still you know, in that cycle that you see every year since Facebook was invented, <laughs> Facebook. The, the, the Cowboy cycle. Uh-huh. I mean, this might even go back to MySpace days. Um, you know, that there's the cycle. And right now, man, we suck. We're never going to win. And then, you know, as the season, uh, summer goes along, we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, there's the flow chart pledge. 
but it just finds it so damn quickly. Isn't that it's, nice? Yeah. What, 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 where are we right now? What's I can't read that pledge. Well, after choking the playoffs, uh, it goes back to season starts. So we you have to live with choking the playoffs for a while. There should be like a a, a you know combine free agency period, even though the Cowboys aren't historically players in the free agency period. That's typical, but yep. you know we'll see what they do trade wise. Um, I it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's the Cowboy cycle. We get it right now. You know, Cowboy fans are still down. Yeah, Cowboy fans are down. But I right? think you're starting to climb back up. I can hear it because you were excited about this <laughs> Dak contract. Well, you're excited about it. That gets you fired up. Uh, Dak's going to be back and he's going to be $160 million richer. I mean, the guy's already got generational wealth. He does. But I have always been pro player. Go get as much money as you possibly can. I'm, I'm not mad uh, at him. All right. Well, you should take a team friendly deal. Yeah. You know. Your boss comes to you and says, hey, man, uh, we're going to add some more responsibilities, but we need you to take a pay cut. Well, are they adding more responsibility to Dak? Maybe just, hey, Dak, can you win a playoff game? I mean, that's, that's an, in the contract. That's an added responsibility. <laughs> uh, I would I would love for, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, you know, for all of you Dak sucks guys, Josh Jimenez, who tweets, man, this guy sucks. Yeah, he was second in MVP voting. C.D. Lamb sucks. <laughs> he was a candidate for Offensive Player of the Year. These guys don't suck. They just suck in the playoffs. Right. Right? And regular season awards. Wouldn't it be great, though, if Dak were to say, you know what, I'm going to a $10 million base salary, but if I win a Super Bowl, you got to give me $50 million. If I'm, you know. I, I That would be nice. Th- that would be. Yeah, that would be know, great. Maybe the guy would show up in the postseason. Well, he he might. Completely change playoff Prescott because that is the biggest problem with this Dallas Cowboys team is 12 wins in a regular season. To do that three years in a row is difficult. It is difficult. And it tells you about the players you have, your staff, your culture, 36 wins in three years. Is, is difficult to do, but they suck in the playoffs. Why is that? At least they recognize it. Did you hear Stephen Jones yesterday talking at the Combine? You know what they're looking for? We're thinking linebacker. We're thinking a tackle, maybe a center, depending on what they do with Biotish. Nah, dude, we got to find some guy that's got the mental capability to bring it in the postseason. We've got, I think, a great team put together the last three years. Won a lot of football games at 36. You know, certainly where we have to improve is the postseason. Get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. Uh, it's been a challenge in terms of our success there, and uh, that's where we have to improve. That's where we got to improve. Got to find guys that want to win in the playoffs. How do you do that? Well, I, I mean, honestly, how do you do that? Well, you, you hopefully find guys that um, are fired up because it's the playoffs. And not just walking out there with a star in their helmet thinking when they're going to win the game. I, I mean, but, but again, all the testing that they do, how do you find a guy that's got playoff makeup mentally? I, I And I, I don't know how you do it, but I appreciate Stephen Jones at least saying, dude, I, I questioned some of our I, – I mean, I, I took that. He didn't say it, but, we, you know, we got a lot of great regular season players we got to find playoff performers. Couldn't that be a shot at one Dak Prescott? Could be a shot at Dak. It could be a shot at Micah. It could be a well, shot at... Well, he took at, a shot at Micah. Well, he, he did, and, <laughs> and we'll get into that coming up. But, I mean, you, you look at it, 
Um, C.D. Lamb was a no-show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Er- yeah. You know, everybody on that defense was a no-show. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. You know. Todd Archer said was the best player in the field in that game. Well, we already know Jake Ferguson, a Brandon Aubrey. Definition make them boys go crazy. I thought it was Brandon Aubrey. No, Jake Ferguson. Oh. There's no argument. There's no argument. Did you go to Minda saying that? Music stopped. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize. <laughs> you had to see that. Oh, man. Was Stephen Jones taking a shot at Micah Parsons? We'll let you decide coming up next. Plus, in the next 30 minutes, we've got tickets to go see Hozier coming to the Frost Bank Center. So stick around here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnick. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Give me five. Day. Hope day. Hope day. Hope day. Hope day. That might have been my best one. The yeah. fifth one, maybe uh, five every time. I thought the fifth one was kind of. It was perfect. A little, little crack in the voice, but it, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was perfect. I'm done. Uh, the finish wasn't quite as strong. Well, it happens. It happens. I'm proud of you for going for five. I went for five. Nice. I love hump day. Next week, we doing the race for size? Well, we might, it depends. You see a theme here, though, Pledge, that Minix is trying to go for. So at the 2 o'clock hour, 2, 3 at 3, 4 at 4, 5 at 5. Well, I'm, I'm actually greedy. You, you, you consistently do 3, and then you peter out when Pledge keeps pushing the button. Hump day! So at 4... We tried to get you to go to four, and you you just you just couldn't. You well, you had this little break in there, like a like a smoke break or something. And at five, you yeah. you kind of knew it was coming. You were geared up. You were excited about the five o'clock hour, uh-huh. and you were able to get to five. Yeah. Although the fifth one, you you even though you proclaimed yourself as a blue ribbon on that fifth one, it, your voice cracked and you petered out at the end. Well, a, a little bit, but I mean, boy, for those first four were solid. They were. I mean, they, I'm just they, saying. They were. If you're expecting more than that, then that's your problem. Well, I mean, the, the fifth time, man. Uh, I mean, I, I, you, got, you, you, you got to finish strong on man, number dude. five. Yeah. Woof. I couldn't even do that when I was 18. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Woo. Stamina issues, huh? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a we got a good 12 inches here <laughs> that, so that we can play with. What? <laughs> yes. Sometimes I hear some of these drops that Pledge <laughs> will find. He'll hear something yeah. in his sick little brain. He finds it humorous and he pulls clips. And then he just randomly plays them, whether it kind of fits or not. And sometimes I just <coughs> wonder where that came from. See, you, I don't think that um, Rob and RJ have that problem on the morning huddle. Well, they're a little more 
It's the morning time. Well, it's it, but you know, is that is it Pledge or it's Edwin? Because apparently you said something the early morning that uh-huh. uh, that I got a lot of texts about. Really, and I keep waiting to hear it somehow worked in to the uh, conversation with the drop uh, and Pledge sometimes. And I'm not saying anything offensive. Um, <laughs> we'll drop stuff in whether it fits or not. So I keep waiting to hear. Are you talking about my coffee comment? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that was taken out of context. What, because... do, you, what do you mean that was taken out of context? Everything pledged text or, or drops is, is something that is taken out of context. Well, Ed, Edwin was producing that day. Yes. And, you know, Edwin is not a, a child like Pledge. <laughs> So, I mean, he's a grown ass adult, 20 years younger than Pledge. <laughs> exactly. I just simply made the comment because RJ asked me if I'm a coffee drinker. And I said, yeah, I got a cup right here. And he goes, well, what do you, what do you put in there? You put cream, you put sugar. I said, no, I'm just a straight black guy. And so, you know, there's some people on our YouTube channel and, and other places that, you are know, kidding. Every black our, friend our, I have texted me, our child <laughs> or children as well. So, yes. Yeah. I also heard Joe Ryan Engel that you were bitching about Whataburger. <laughs> now I I cannot wait to bring this up. Uh-huh. And RJ kind of spilled the beans a little bit this morning by bringing it up in front of you. But he told me this last night, and I could not wait to come in here and bust your yeah for this. Uh huh. Because for those of you that don't know. On the 1604, Joe and I live an exit apart, and there is a Whataburger. Perfect and location, Whataburger. It, it's a good it, location. It really is yeah. a good location yeah. for a Whataburger, but it's the worst Whataburger on planet Earth <laughs> as far as getting your order right. It's getting there, yes. It, well, it's not getting there. It's been there for years, and I love Whataburger. I refuse to go to that location because they constantly get my order wrong. I've gone there, and... You know, order with no tomatoes, you get home and you got tomatoes. Ah. I, you know, order French fries and I get home and there's onion rings. One time I ordered a burger and I got home with somebody else's patty melt. I just, I just, that water burger. That's a bonus though. Well, I, I mean, it might be, but it ain't what I ordered. And so now I'm pissed. And so is somebody else that thought they were getting a patty melt. Instead, they got a, 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 a number seven with cheese and no tomatoes that probably had tomatoes on it. Right. And so, they were, they were upset by well, that. Well, sure. So. I just, it, it, they all, I, I can't tell you if that Whataburger ever got it right. And I, probably seven, eight in a row. And I, 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 there is another Whataburger on Blanco. I'll go there. Are they or, better? Or I'll go somewhere. They don't mess up my order. That location, always wrong. Joe, oh, I used defending that location. I, I was. I, I go there quite I, often. I, 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 well, you know, I mean, you're, you know, the manager knows you, gives you gifts, and you're telling me how great this Whataburger is. And one time I ordered Whataburger, I ordered a uh, no tomato, and um, I had a bun and a and uh, and a burger patty. There was no cheese on my cheeseburger, even though it was wrapped in yellow paper. And there were no no mustard, no ketchup, no onion, no pickle, no lettuce, just plain and dry. What the hell is that? Well, I, I mean, it's yeah. disappointing. Uh, well, it, and, and again, you can only screw up the order so much, and I ain't going back. Did you eat and, it? And that's no. Well, you I, ate. Well, it. I was at home. I probably used my own fixings, <laughs> but I was mad, right? But you've always defended that water bottle. I have, yes. You've, but I heard when you were filling in for Rob the other day that you took that water burger to town. You took it to church, like. 
a song coming up. Oh, yes, that's that's very true. I did. Well, here's the problem. Now, this wasn't the particular Whataburger that that we're talking about. It was a different one because Sunday, uh, Maggie and I are driving home from Fredericksburg. We said, well, we'll just get a a Whataburger. Just go home, right? So So you get it in the car? No, no. I take it home. Yeah. I had it. But see, I don't, I don't ever want to be that guy that sits there for an extra five minutes going through his bag, making sure everything's there. I'm I'm just a trustworthy guy. Okay. Right? So I trust the folks in there that are making the stuff. So Problem I, one. I, I order a number four, nice cheeseburger with jalapenos. The meal, by the way. So the and, meal comes with fries and a drink. Of course. Okay. So I get home. There's no fries. Okay. No fries. No no fries at all? No. So, no. Maggie likes the child's. Chicken strips okay. with, with gravy. Yes. Kids meal. Uh-huh. No gravy. No fries. Chicken? There was chicken. All right. Yeah, the chicken there. But, I mean, you eat a cheeseburger without fries, that's a problem. It, it really is. Yeah, I mean, it really is. They, they go together. So what I, my complaint about the Whataburger you're talking about. Well, wait a minute. So you stopped at a Whataburger. This was a different Whataburger. That's farther from your house? A little bit farther, yeah. Because the other one screws up your order and you knew it, so you'd, well, you'd rather one, you'd rather have those fries travel a little bit longer, which is always a bad thing for fries. Well, this was uh, just convenient because it was on the way. All right. And the other one I would have had to gone up and you know done L- some gymnastics. Literally like a minute longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't, didn't want to do that. Okay. So, because you knew that location sucks and they're going to screw up your order. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting to that point. Oh, because? Because uh, it wasn't that long ago. I go get breakfast there. Sausage, egg, biscuit. Get home. No sausage. Just an egg. The egg disc. On a biscuit? You know, the disc egg that they have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was it. No (laughs) cheese? No. No no sausage. I didn't want cheese, so I didn't order cheese, but there was no sausage. Well, the sausage comes with the the cheese. I look on the receipt. Sausage egg biscuit. Yeah. Boom. So, anyway. But because you ordered it without cheese, you confused the guy back there putting the sandwich together. Here's what I'm really bitter about. Here we go. Because if you look on the uh, receipt. There's a little QR code. Yeah. You hit that with your camera. Tell us about your experience. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Oh. Crickets. Haven't heard a word. Nothing. I mean, I mean I'm expecting you know, yeah, it. goes I, to an email. Nobody checks. Well, maybe it's in the, in the, what the trash part, but <laughs> whatever you call that. But I'm thinking at least that we're sorry. Won't happen again. No, I've gotten those letters. Whatever. We'll do our best. So that, that's what really irritates me about that but yeah so i'm gonna have and i sit here and defend waterburger against that horrible in and out stuff and and still this happens now i don't know maybe in and out messes up orders too although they have about two things on the menu yeah, so see, in and they out. can't really screw those up i mean you know they do what they do well i i i i mean and it's not just waterburger <laughs> i one of the more uh, frustrating moments that I have had in a drive-thru window uh-huh. in the recent couple of months is a uh, P. Terry's burger. Yeah. You were frustrated by P. Terry? I was. Uh-huh. My hamburger had no hamburger. 
It was just the bun. It was the buns that were all made up. There was no burger in there. What the hell is going on? They, I, I mean, look, I know a lot of places, they're struggling to find employees, what they have. But, I mean, Burger King, I think you still get it your way. Everybody else, you get it their way. Apparently. I mean, you can order something, but it's up to you. Now, no fries in the bag. You got to look in the bag and see if there's fries. But you can't unwrap everything to check to see That's no tomatoes. Saying, but a lot if of people do. St- if there's a sticker on that that says no tomato... And it's yellow, I expect cheese, and no tomato. And when you open it up and you got tomato, now I'm pissed. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I'm in the drive-thru, I'm going home. Uh-huh. But to look in your bag to see no fries, I mean, it, it shouldn't happen. What I'm more pissed off about, Joe Reinagle, is you know my problem with that Whataburger, and you defend that Whataburger like it's your little sister. Well, not anymore. <laughs> uh uh-uh. I won't. But you bitch about things almost every day. Eh, not almost. Every day you got something, right? <laughs> yes. But on this particular topic, uh-huh. because you've defended that Whataburger so much, you have never brought this up to me. I have never said, you know what, that Whataburger, yeah, you know, they were always right with me until now. You know, I now I know why you don't go there. You go somewhere farther. You bring it up with R.J. Ochoa while I'm out of town. But no, you know, of that one, that particular location, which you know, I'll, I'll drive further to go to a Whataburger that will get it right. You didn't bring that one up. I didn't bring that up, no. But, you know, I'm, I, again, I just like a, a, an apology, Whataburger. Get off my lawn. Well, that, uh, okay, yes. Get off my lawn, Whataburger, and give me an, uh, give me a, an apology. And I love Whataburger. I, don't, I do, too. I don't need. But I won't go to that location. I don't need it. Well, no, I made, it's just so convenient to well, my house. Well, not if it's wrong. Not well, that's wrong. True. Well, I'm I mean, gonna I'm gonna be that dude that sits in the line and holds it up for the next five minutes, checking everything. You say that now. I know you too well. No, I'm going to. You're I'm not. gonna be that guy. Just be the guy that walks in. Then get out of the drive-through. Don't be lazy. Get in, walk in, and then check your bag before you walk out. So it's just at the counter, right in front of them. So yes. I can just chastise well, them right there. I, I mean, where the well, hell are my fries? Well, I mean, they don't give it to you at the counter. You you, you order and then you stand <laughs> over yonder. And, and, you know, they got a chair there, and, and then when they bring it to you, that table that's right there, you can go through your stuff there, which you see a lot of people doing, and they say, excuse me, you forgot my fries. You could do that. I mean, th- that's just so elementary, though. I mean, isn't it? Fries. I ordered fries with a burger. They're, they're, they go hand in hand. All of it's elementary, my friend. Jeez. I mean, it, it's the order. It's on the receipt. They got it right. Drives me nuts is when you order through the app. So it's readier, faster when you uh-huh, get there, uh-huh. and that's wrong too. What I don't know what the hell we're gonna do. I really don't. Well, I mean, if, if Pete Terry's is screwing up and Whataburger's screwing up, and I'm damn sure not going in and out burger. I don't know where the don't. hell I'm gonna go. Um, I don't even know where the hell an In and Out Burger is. Well, there's one right over here by the radio station well, on Walsham. I'm not going there. I no, refuse to go to In and Out Burger. So my question is. You went to go get a sausage biscuit when the best taco place is right down the street? Well, I mean, it was quick. And and I can eat that driving. The uh, tacos, I can't. Because uh, I, I get... I, I, I got you. I get carne gasada from that taco yeah, place. Yeah, and so yeah. that, that'd be a messy thing. Carne gasada, dude, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So you're not a bacon and egg guy, are you? Tell bacon me you're not a cheese, bacon egg. Strip bacon? Jeez. Absolutely. Live a little, Minix. Uh, ben says, and this works for you, Joe, not me. Uh, you can get a senior price of over fifty-five at Whataburger, but you have to ask for it. Thanks, Ben. 
Does that come with fries or not? Well, at that point, I imagine it does. Well, I mean, look, I worry I, about your teeth. I'm okay to be paying full price as long as I get what I order. I'm okay with that. What's what's the senior discount? Ten cents? I don't know. I mean, now I know Ben's probably happy with that. I, I know Ben. Well, I mean, I know you too. You'd be happy saving a dollar too. <laughs> a dollar? You think or, it's or a more? dollar? I don't know. It's it's more than ten cents. It's got to be a percentage, right? Well, I'm going to check it out. Then. Although, based on all the comments on YouTube, don't do the QR code. You got to call. I know. See, you got, you got to call. Now, see, I'm not I'm not that angry. Now, if I, I should have called right then yeah. and there. This is Joe Reinagle. Do you know who I am? That's right. Get off my I'm just lawn. A straight black guy. Right. <laughs> That's hold on, right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Can't play it while we're talking, pledge. I'm just a straight black guy. <laughs> Marcus Floyd says you're not even close <laughs> to straight <laughs> to, to to black. <laughs> wow! I don't know how to put up with that guy for 18 years. You know, I think it's the other way around that question. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he says I've always been envious of the greatness of a straight black guy. Fred says, call in as an irritated camel. <laughs> Pump days? Yeah, maybe I will. That is also. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Could have been funny. Pay attention. Uh, We've got tickets to give away to go see Hosier. Hosier. Take me to church. The one song Joe knows. That's the only one I know. You're right. The only clip that he knows. This pledge has been playing. Well, that's it. a great song, though. I've, I've it heard is. that song that a lot. That is a great yeah, song. A it's going to be a great show. We're going to play Name That Tune for your chance to win those tickets coming up here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Tonight at 7, it's the Aggies in South Carolina on your home for March Madness. 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Boy, Aggies need to get a win. Texas and Texas Tech had a hell of a game last night. We'll talk about it coming up. You're on the Blitz. He's Joe. I'm Jason. And you need to dial up. 210-656-ESPN. 656-3776. If you want to win tickets to go see Hozier at the Frost Bank Center September 24th with special guest Allison Russell. Tickets are available at LiveNation.com. 210-656-3776. 3776. Grammy winner, by the way, Allison Russell. Oh, yeah, big time. Four times. Pop artist. Pop artist, yes. Yeah. She's from Canada. From Canada. How about that? And, 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 and Hosier's from Ireland. Is that right? That is right. He was actually born on St. Patrick's Day, oh, 1990. Wow. How about that? 210 656 ESPN, 656 3776. If you want tickets to that show, uh, just be. Are we going to do a contest or just random caller? Let's start with a contest. All right. Well, well Pledge has to like answer the phone and get some people on if we're going to do a contest. Well, I'm looking at... All the uh, lines are ringing. I'm looking at this, and uh, well, of course they are. It's Hozier. <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. So Pledge is lining up uh, calls. <laughs> While Pledge is doing that, I'll remind you to... Uh, Upload any photos of your grilling, if you've done some grilling recently, to sasportstar.com, the Grilling with the Blitz page. 
your chance to win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market because we will judge meat on Thursday as we do every Thursday and give away that gift card. So make sure, make sure that when you're posting those photos on Instagram and on Facebook and wherever else you post that you upload them to sasportstar.com. Yeah, you have to do that or you can't win. You can't win if you don't enter. You, you got to enter. And, and it's, it's a contest on our website, so you can't enter on Facebook. Yeah, you can't enter any other way except for uploading those photos to sasportstar.com. I'm just curious before we go to the, the calls here. You know, the report card came out, and I'm just wondering, if, if you had kids young enough for daycare, mm-hmm. would you expect Alpha Media maybe to have a daycare center here or San Antonio Sports Star? What? I'm just I'm asking the question. Have daycare on site? No. Okay, well, I'm just saying this: the uh, L.A. Chargers do. But they charge seventy five bucks per kid a day. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, seems about right. Does it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a little. Well, players are not happy about it. Well, I mean, if you're bringing your kids to work, daycare is not convenient for the families to use, and that the team charges players, unlike most of the teams in the NFL. So other teams offer free daycare? Apparently. I mean, I think $75 a day is fair. We offer it. It ain't cheap. We'd rather you take your kids somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. Don't bring them here. Don't bring them here. Uh. All right, let's give away these tickets. <laughs> 210-656-3776. Thomas, you're on the Blitz. What's up, man? I'm trying to get those Hoser tickets. Are you a big fan? <laughs> I am. Are, are you a big fan? Pledge, are we going to play Name That Tune or are we going to do Trivia? I, I don't know I don't know what that means. You just shrug, shrug your shoulders. All right, name that tune. All right. Uh Pledge is gonna play a song for you, you gotta name that tune. A lot of pressure. All right, do you know that song? I know the song, but I don't know the name. How do you not know the name? You said you were a fan. Well, that was oh, the work the work song? Well, it's because you're looking at Google and his popular songs, aren't you? I am not. I'm driving. Well, you can look at your phone and drive. <laughs> no, you can't. You're not supposed to, but you do. We all do. Thomas, congrats, man. We're going to hook you up with those tickets. Uh, you've already won them. I, so, so honestly, you looked it up or somebody in your car told you. You can be honest. You want them. I, I, I promise you I knew it. You don't sound like you knew it. <laughs> you really don't. The The confidence... Just isn't there, and let, except you looked and guessed right, which is fine. If you I, did, you've already won. I appreciate it. it. It was the nervousness of talking with the San Antonio sports legends, Jason and Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. You're sucking up after you've already won, which we appreciate. Yeah, sucking up is okay. Absolutely. All right, Thomas, <laughs> hang on. Pledge has to get some info from you. Hannah, you're on the Blitz. I was just trying to get the hosier tickets. Where, where, did, now, are you are are are, are you are, are are you listening, or did or did somebody hand you the phone and say, "Hey, you've got a chance to no, win these tickets"? No, I listened. I listened to y'all. I texted my boyfriend on the way home and said, "Are you trying to win these hosier tickets today?" So is that Jason Minix? Oh wow! So seriously, he got me to he got me to start listening to y'all, and I just wanted to win the hosier tickets today. So so how long have you been listening? I've been listening for the last, like, nine months, and I used to listen to music to and from work, but I only listen to the morning cuddle. As Joe Reinagle would say, the morning cuddle. 
and and listen to the afternoon blitz, and it is the best thing of best part of my day. Well, that is awesome. That, that really is. I know you can, you can continue sucking up. Um, so you guys are big. You guys, how long have you been dating? Um, a year and three months. A year wow. and three months. And he makes you listen to sports radio every day. He got me to start doing it when his car was in the shop, and I drove him to work a couple times. And now I listen to y'all every day on the way home. Really? Yeah. Even oh, when he's awesome. not in the car. Even when he's not in the car. That's pretty awesome. I think it's awesome too. All right, right, are are you ready to name the song to try to win a pair of tickets? Okay, we'll we'll try. I need a last one, so hopefully we know this one. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully you know this one. Are you looking at your phone? Are you cheating? No, we are not cheating. I mean, it's the honor system here. Oh, I'm driving home right now. Yeah. Well, and she's on her phone, and there's probably two phones at least, and maybe an iPad in the car. Yeah, but how the hell can you do that by looking at your phone? There's a phone in my pocket, but I don't text and drive because that is wrong. That is wrong. That is wrong. That is wrong. All right, Pledge, go ahead. Officer. All right, what song is that? That's their song? What, what, What song is that? I pledge, cut it off, man. Name that tune doesn't go for three minutes. <laughs> no, we couldn't hear it. It's no, I thought I think it's off the new. Is it Francesca? No, it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> pledge is telling me it's not. I have no idea either. I, I didn't know they sang that song. You've never heard that song anyway. I have heard that song. I didn't know it was them. It goes, dun, dun. Yeah, I've heard that song. Hannah, we appreciate you Hannah, listening. Hannah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sad that yeah, she lost. But, but keep listening. I know. Try you again. You just ruined a great day night for us. So It, it would have been. Okay. Well, um, you, you, yeah. you, the good thing is we give a lot of stuff away here, so uh, yeah. your opportunity for a great date night is still out there. Keep listening. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you Appreciate y'all. you guys. Hey, Kim, you're on the Blitz. Really? Hi. Kim? How are you? We're good, yes, Kim. I'm How here. are you? Doing good, trying to win these tickets. Trying to win these tickets. Now, uh, this back-to-back lady calls, which, you know. I love it. uh, And, again, (laughs) a lot of times, you know, they say, you know, for sports talk radio that the the female listeners are stuck in a car with a guy that won't let them change the station. And, and see, I don't buy that, right? Well, sometimes that's the case, but... uh... I'll be honest, my husband is an avid listener, and he loves y'all, and he told me to call and try to win tickets. So you have no idea uh, about this show or what we do, do you? I do. I've been in the car with him plenty of times listening, yes. How many times have you made him change the station while you were in the car? (laughs) Uh, Plenty. (laughs) Well, only when Jason says something stupid, though, right? I mean, that's, that's when you change it? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean that that makes sense. I mean, I I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I I I agree with that. All right. So you want to try to win tickets to go see Hozier on September twenty fourth? Yeah. Now, how big of a fan are you of Hozier? Uh, pretty big. Do you know where he's from? I do not. Do you know what his birthday is? No. <laughs> I literally just said it like three minutes ago I on know the radio. You did. I know you did. My daughter was getting in the car. You can say your retention isn't that great, and I'd be fair with that. You, well, that's true. You, you, you weren't listening intently, were you? <laughs> no. Right. But you're a big fan. Yeah. All right. Are you going to name that tune? You ready? Okay. All right, here we go. I still watch you when you're grooving. I 
right, Kim, what song is that? Moment. Moment. Whoa! <laughs> well, see, no, no, wait a minute. No, wait, no, wait, no. wait a minute. Her first answer is incorrect. Yeah, but she got it right oh, away. Man. She got it right I away. Oh, she, she, she said moment. So I kind of feel like she's looking at a song list and misread well, she movement. Didn't want to, she didn't want to say movement on the radio <laughs> well, I mean, in the afternoon. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, could you imagine being a DJ having to play this? Time hey, for movement. Because <laughs> I got to go have a movement. It's uh-huh. a long song. <laughs> Segments turn into a movement. <laughs> Give her the tickets. Yeah, come on. That was awesome. <laughs> you got to start Thank listening, you. though. And and not changing the channel. Okay, I'll you pro- work on that. You promise? Yeah. All right. You, you promise? I do. You wouldn't lie to us, would you? No, I've been really uh, getting into sports more, so. So uh, I'll, I'll do it. All right. So since you wouldn't lie to us, you were looking at a song list and just said <laughs> you misread movement and said moment, right? Right. <laughs> as long as you're honest, I mean, you won the tickets. Just be honest. You had no idea. It was a lucky guess. Yes. <laughs> good. See? Good. Good. Don't change the station ever again. That's that's our deal. Okay. That's our that's between us, right? <laughs> right. All right. You're yeah. going to send us a photo of your preset, and ninety four one is every one of your presets in your car, not his. <laughs> okay. All right. Do that. Tweet it at Joe Ryan Eagle two and at Jason Minix, and pledge to get some info from you. You're going to the show. Hope all your movements all are right. good ones. Thank you so much. You can't say that to a lady. What's wrong with you, Ryan Eagle? <laughs> just did. What is wrong with well, you? Wait a minute. I mean, it's true. Now, wait a it's second. It's true. How, how do you know that's what I meant? Hey, she might be a dancer. Her baller dance movements are great. You weren't talking well, about I, that. I might have been. I mean, you're, you're, you're five sometimes. I mean, you hear movement and you think poop jokes. I do. It's awesome. <laughs> I, yes. Ah. Uh, <sighs> Kim's a listener for life. Yes. Or at least the next three minutes. Well, <laughs> as soon as she hangs up with pledge, that bam, it's gone. <laughs> and listen wipe to us two. off our radio dial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are these dry or wet? Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was a little uh, well, descriptive. <laughs> well, the. <laughs> just thinking about. I'm just letting you step in it now. I'm, I'm just, just thinking about my own. Uh, my bend. <laughs> just thinking about my own. <sighs> don't trust it, man. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I trust me. I don't. You're worried about if it's wet or not. Don't trust it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the either dry wiper or wet one. That should not be a surprise. That should be part of the planning. Well, it is, but I mean, what do you prefer? That's what I, I, well, I'm saying. That's not what you asked. You you were like, you're questioning, is this going to be? Oh, and if you're oh, questioning, whoa, 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 whoa. then I'm thinking it's... Well, technically, most of them are wet. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, technically. And if they're not, it's going to hurt like hell. <laughs> Depends on how much coffee you've had. <laughs> that usually helps the situation. There's movement. There is. Oh, boy. Wow. Boy, this show's gone to the toilet. <laughs> you got any floaters? 
<laughs> we might have some floaters. I need a floater. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kim. Yes. Thank you, Hannah. Yes, thank y'all for listening. Hannah, you hang in there. There'll be more tickets. Yep. <clears throat> so eventually, we're going to talk about what the Spurs did last night. I didn't know that Hozier <laughs> sang with, because uh, there was a country girl that sang that other song, The Bones Mary Are Morris. Good. Yeah. I didn't know they were on that song. The artists get together and make a hit? Oh, they do, but I mean, I had no idea that Hozier was there. I mean, you don't know much about music, so that's not a surprise to well, anybody. Well, that's a good song because yeah. it's like when the bones are good, the yeah. rest don't matter. There you go. That's it. You know, Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow did a song one time? They did, but now Sheryl Crow hates <laughs> Kid Rock, so they'll never do that again. No, but they did it once. <laughs> it's a great song, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it when... Big time artists collab together. Yes. Yeah. Collab. Is that what they say in the biz? That's what they say in yeah. the biz. Uh-huh. I think. <laughs> I think. Spurs wrap up the rodeo road trip last night. They got their butts kicked by Minnesota. We're talking about it next here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is Andrew Monaco, and you're listening to the home of the Aggies, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jay Semenix. Our golf tournament coming up March 25th out at the Golf Club of Texas. Make sure you get signed up at sasportstar.com. Brought to you by Flight by Yingling, benefiting the Will Smith Foundation. UTSA with a big announcement today, $57 million for some facilities. Well, we're going to have uh, Lisa Campos, the UTSA Athletic Director, on the Blitz tomorrow at 3.35 to talk about everything going on there at UTSA. Glad to see that UTSA is is upgrading the facilities out there and, and finding the money wherever they're finding that from. And well, be, be interesting to talk to Lisa about that. My problem is, and we're, we'll talk about it with her tomorrow, this is practice facilities. This isn't a new convocation center, <laughs> right? And that's what they need. Right. I, well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'll assume that Lisa is soon going to be interviewing a, for a new basketball coach. That could right? happen too. Yeah. I, I, and so I would imagine any new basketball coach is going to walk into the convocation center and say, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> um, you know. I mean, it was fine in the Southland. Actually, it wasn't even fine in the Southland. They're in the American now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Lisa Campos tomorrow. At 3.35 here on the Blitz. Yeah, that'll be good. Spurs last night, just flat got their ass kicked by Minnesota. (laughs) They did. They've been playing better basketball. They really have been, even though they haven't been winning games. But last night looked like three steps back. It looked like November Spurs basketball. The amount of turnovers. In fact, uh, Wemby got put in timeout for a while. I know a lot of people are saying he was benched. No? Benching, you sit down, and you don't come back. Yeah. He was pulled. He got put in timeout, and then he was allowed to play. And he played a lot. Played 34 minutes last night. And for the most part, played pretty well. Um, Jeremy, who sucks since he won a damn trophy at the All-Star break, uh, he got benched, too. Well, yeah, and then it was Keldon Johnson the game before that who got benched. He only played four minutes, and he was out. Um, And, you know, people ask, why now? Why are you doing this? They're holding guys accountable. And when it happened to Keldon Johnson, I really thought that 
Um, because he has been making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I just wonder if that's a message to him that, that you're not long for the San Antonio Spurs. You may be playing somewhere else. Now, obviously, with Wimby, that's not the case. With Sohan, who knows? Um, but at least Pop is is resembling the Greg Popovich that we all know and love from the dynasty days. Holding guys accountable. And, and Wemby said afterwards, when uh, he was asked about being benched. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're being held accountable for our, our mistakes, and this is the only way to, to get better. And uh, we have to, you know, we have to make those mistakes to get better, but it's, uh, I mean, the quicker the better. Yeah, the quicker the better, but <laughs> I, I, I would have appreciated that response in November, in December. Uh, we're at the end of February. We're damn near March. Why are we just now holding guys accountable? We we only learn. How did he phrase it? Um, eloquent for a nineteen year old. They're only going to get twenty. Twenty year old. Uh, that's right. He did have a birthday. He's got a birthday. You know. Well, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, if they can only learn by making the mistakes, getting punished for it, realizing their mistakes. Why are, why are we this deep into the season before that is happening? That's I mean, because what he said is right. It's a million-dollar question. In November. Well, maybe not November, okay? I'll give, him a, I'll give him a break. November, December, okay. But then come January, you're still making the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's the time. And we've talked about it, and it's driving me crazy that Greg Popovich seems to be this, you know, mellow grandpa who just, yay, let's go get some candy or ice cream and, and everything's dandy no matter what these guys do. Well, what I appreciate from Pop right now is uh, I, I, I guess even he is sick of seeing the same old crap. And Thank you. It's and, about time. And, and while they're not winning games, and, and kind of like the Sacramento game, and, and I'm not a moral victory guy, but they played well and they lost. That's going to happen in the NBA. It's one thing when, and and it's not like this team is full of great shooters. It, it, you know, they're missing shots, but it's the sloppy play, the careless basketball that Pop just isn't seeming to tolerate right now. His post game press conference, all twenty nine seconds with no questions. Well, you, you you can't win games when you give up thirty points off turnovers. That's the bottom line. And every time we've done that this year, we've gotten our butts kicked. So that happened again tonight. You know, everything else is pretty irrelevant. Last game, we gave up 34 points off turnover, so that's the deal. And, and I guess the, the the ability for Pop, if you're going out there and you're doing things right and we don't win, okay, we, we can live with that because yep. we're, we're going to get better. And as a fan, I can live with that. Sloppiness, you don't care. You're not taking care of the basketball. You're making the same mistakes over and over and over again. I guess Pop is at, at that point. And he should be frustrated, and that, that's the thing. Because, look, if you're Greg Popovich and anybody's watching your team and they continue, they're continually making the same mistakes now that they did back in November and December, I mean, that, that reflects on you, doesn't it? Or, well, in a lot of ways. Number one, you're not getting through to them coaching-wise if they're still turning the ball over, sloppiness. Uh, last night, look, was an, was an ass-whooping. All right, I know the Spurs came back in the fourth quarter and made it look respectable, but it was over. I mean, <laughs> Minnesota was up by 18 going to that fourth quarter, so it, it wasn't near as close as the final score indicated. So, I mean, that reflects on Pop. And, and if you're Greg Popovich and you are a Hall of Famer and a championship coach, arguably the, the best coach that's ever 
done it in the NBA, and you're seeing guys like this that aren't learning and aren't listening and still making the same mistakes, that's got to be frustrating as hell. Well, uh, yeah. And I, I saw on one of the YouTube comments, and you can always comment on YouTube or tweet, at Joe Ryan Eagle 210, tweet at Jason Lennox. Dial up 656 Fred said last night was last night a rodeo road trip, and it looked like players knew it was the last game of a long stretch. No. No. And and I say no, and that's an unacceptable answer. Um, That's an unacceptable reason to play as sloppily as they did because they just had so much time off for the All-Star break. Yep. The rodeo road trip gets broken up by the All-Star break. Does. So if if this were the game right before the break, you know, the quote-unquote getaway game, I mean, even Doc Rivers said about his buck, some of us were here and some were in Cabo. I, I would say, yeah, there was probably some of that. But would they come back and have three after the All-Star break? It's a three-game road trip. Yeah. Those guys should be well-rested, not, oh, man, we've been gone for so long, can't wait to get home. That excuse is is, is completely unacceptable. And you as a fan, especially, Fred, you're a well-informed fan. I, I, that's BS to say it was the last game of the rodeo road trip and they knew it this long stretch. No, the stretch gets broken up. It's not like they are, they had nine games in a row and hadn't been home. I, I they just, all had clean laundry. I just don't like the uh, the the I'm tired thing anyway. Look, the, every NBA team has to go through the same thing. All right, they all have a tough schedule. They all play three games in four nights, and, and as we've heard many times, this is the youngest team in the NBA. All right, it's not like they have a bunch of old guys. Um, they shouldn't be tired. They shouldn't be. And and that's a that is a lame excuse. And Fred saying he didn't say he was in agreement. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. lie. And and you could maybe see some of that. But I, again, who does that reflect on? Well, that that's that's uh, to me the players, um, to a degree the coach. But honestly, I didn't see it that way at all. Watching that game last night, I saw them getting their butts handed to. I, I, yeah, they I, and by a better basketball team that I don't know lost to this crap basketball team here in San Antonio once, and a team that showed up not taking the Spurs for granted because they'd lost to them. So I didn't see them playing like a team that was just trying to get to the airplane to get home because they've been gone for a long time. Um, I didn't see that. If your eyes did, Fred, go for it, man. But that that's not what I saw. I, I just saw. A bad basketball team that was making mistakes got down quickly and knew they were going to lose and quit trying. And then and I don't, fourth quarter, they yeah. seemed to play again and they made it somewhat respectable. But, but most of the second, most of the third, they were going through the motions because they knew they were getting their ass kicked. That's Minnesota had the game won. So they took their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. I mean, let's be real yeah. about it. That's what happened, and so it, it it could have been a lot worse. Minnesota could have made that final score whatever they wanted it to be. And keep in mind, Minnesota didn't have one of their best players. Carl Anthony Towns did not play in that game, and Rudy Gobert uh, is coming off an ankle injury. So all of those things, and it's just it makes it sound worse, Joe. Or... Well, it 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 is. It's horrible, and it's horrible to watch. And I can't wait for the season to be over. Quite frankly. Because I'm looking forward to seeing what this Spurs franchise does moving forward. And I really hope that it is something that we can all get behind. 100% agreement there. Great way to end the show. Yeah.
Great way to end the show. Make sure you wake up with the morning huddle tomorrow and cuddle with Joe Reinagle hey. and RJ Ochoa. They're going to be up bright and early. Well, it actually won't be bright when won't you wake up. Won't be bright. Up. It'll be dark and early. It's like your coffee. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then Rob is scheduled to be back on Friday. That's the uh, That's the plan. Hope that plan comes together. Yeah, and if he's not, then you'll cuddle with Minix on Friday. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Disturbed in Austin on Thursday night. Oh! Waking up uh, Friday well, morning. Well, then you can always do tomorrow morning then, and then, I, you it, know, if there's something that happens on Friday. I'm, again, I'm going to Disturbed tomorrow night. My day ain't going to start at 4 a.m. I'm just saying. You better give Rob a call. No. <laughs> no. Saw him this morning. He's doing okay. He is. He's, he's doing he's, okay. He's, as well as can be expected Absolutely. through this. Yes. Uh, but he will be back on Friday. Or RJ, well, who was solo this morning? He'll be solo Friday. <laughs> Just saying. Extra innings with Pledge coming up next here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star.